The following is a rebroadcast of the September 8, 2007 premiere of Radio Wave and Remember When It Rained. When this was broadcast, we were notified that the statistics showed that Radio Wave ranked in the top 10% of first broadcasts. Good evening and welcome to Radio Wave. The host of our program tonight will be a friend of Medjugorje. And um, I'll turn this over to a friend of Medjugorje, the founder of Caritas of Birmingham and the community mission of Caritas. Welcome to the program tonight. Thank you. We want to welcome everybody out there that uh, has known about this and asked us some questions of us to uh, establish something on the air. And this is the beginning of something that we hope will go and connect a lot of Medjugorje people together. We have a constant uh, request from people or comment that they feel disconnected from other people, and we hope Radio Wave and what will manifest from it will connect a lot of people and, and uh, be able to give us uh, more of a area of we can talk about the message and, and learn from each other and from there be graced enough to hear from people even from other countries. So we're excited tonight. Uh, especially for our production of Remember When It Rained. We worked on it for two years. And of course, it, uh, for a lot of you here, we're here at Caritas. We uh, have been requested for a long time to not only document, but to tell the story of 2005, August 5th, Our Lady's 2021st birthday. And uh, it was the first public celebration on that date that uh, the general public was invited in first worldwide public celebration of that birthday. And uh, what happened was remarkable. Uh, people still call us and say it was one of the highest moments of their life. They'll never forget it. We had a pre-premiere last night of several friends we invited, and uh, all were taken back to that moment and that time. And we think you'll enjoy what's coming up in the next few moments. We'll follow the premiere with a two-hour uh, broadcast after immediately following Remember When It Rained, and you'll be able to call in, and especially those we'd like to hear from is those who were present in the field that day, August 5th, 2005. And uh, you'll be able to share your experience, and we hope to hear from uh, some of our friends who are here that we were part of the making of this auto-documentary. And uh, we think that Our Lady would grace it, 
and we think it's a cause of conversion, and we think that it's something you'll be able to receive once we duplicate it to bring people toward Our Lady and toward conversion. So what we'd like to do now at this moment uh, is start our production. We would like to uh, ask you to really enter into it with prayer and pray also for um, what it is we launched tonight with the premier radio wave, Worldwide Ave, and we'll talk a little bit about that after the production and several other things and any questions you may have. So we won't hold back anymore on the production. We'll go ahead and begin that, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. that a violent storm arose the day of Mary's birth. Thunder roared, hail rained down, and lightning flashed all around. All of creation seemed to come alive at the entrance of Mary in the world. Have you ever witnessed a miracle a really profound biblical miracle. Many people see remarkable or memorable things and think of them as miracles, like the birth of a baby. But few people are ever blessed with a true miracle, an event that confounds the senses, defies explanation, and fills the heart with wonder and awe. This is the story of a group of people who were witness to such an event. And though they knew that August 5th, 2005 would be a special day for them, they could never have imagined that by day's end, their lives would be changed and their hearts would overflow with that special sense of wonder and awe. For they had witnessed a miraculous thing, a miracle in the field. Nearly 2,000 years ago, the book of Revelation was written. The author, a mysterious early Christian known to us only as John, was recording his mystical prophecies about the fate of mankind, known as the end times, which would be marked by the second coming of Jesus Christ and the return of God's kingdom to earth. John's mysterious and often frightening visions were written for the people of his day and age to encourage conversion and repentance. Yet, these visions have endured through the millennia and often their purpose has been misunderstood. People sometimes ask, if John's prophecies were correct, the world should have ended 2,000 years ago, but it didn't. They cite this reasoning as proof that the book of Revelation is just a set of scary stories. 
Yet what people don't understand about Revelation is that John was speaking of the return of Jesus as an event in the unknown future and that there would be many trials and tribulations that mankind must suffer to prepare for his triumphant return. These events would occur over time and would be represented by the seven seals, seven chastisements to be visited on sinful man. The important message of Revelation is not that the world will end, but there must be a time of trial and punishment. And then, in the end, God's love will triumph, saving the children of truth and separating them from falsehoods. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world now belongs to our Lord and to his anointed, and he shall reign forever and ever. Many wonder if we live today in the end times. Could it be so? Let's look at our world today through the lens of revelation. Without a doubt, ours is a time of chaos. Man's power to destroy is unprecedented. The 20th century was one of the most destructive in the history of the world, and its horrors have spilled into the first years of the new millennium. Particularly in August of 2005. Today in Baghdad, a roadside bomb took the lives of six American soldiers. Cleanup continues in the wake of the terror bombings in London, a repeat of the bus. The government of North Korea has said today it will not suspend its nuclear testing program. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. In America, things didn't seem much better. The tragic debate over the life and death of Terry Schiavo, for example, tested our moral fiber. The rising price of gasoline threatened our comfortable way of life. In just a few weeks, Hurricane Katrina would devastate vast sections of the Southland. In Shelby County, near the central part of Alabama, lies the little town of Sterrett. And on Friday, August 5th, folks in the tiny hamlet of Caritas were looking forward to a beautiful weekend. We're in for another beautiful day with temperatures high in the 70s. And it was a beautiful day, bright and sunny. Humidity was slightly high, as is typical for the time of the year. All in all, a perfect day to be outdoors. A day when the weight of the world floats away on the summer clouds. Just outside of the town, there is a road called Our Lady Queen of Peace Drive. It cuts through a rural area of woods and pine trees. Between two hills, there is a meadow and in that meadow a crowd had been gathering since early morning. A birthday celebration was underway. Several thousand pilgrims had journeyed to Caritas, 
to celebrate a special day, the 2021st birthday of Mary, the Blessed Virgin, Mother of Jesus. August 5th was the final day of a five-day spiritual retreat dedicated to sacrifice, self-denial, and spiritual growth. The community of Caritas of Birmingham, a group devoted to Our Lady, had made a public invitation spread throughout the nation for all people to share this event. The inspiration for the founding of Caritas was an occurrence that took place halfway around the world in 1981. On the coast of the Adriatic Sea, it's Herzegovina, of the former country of Yugoslavia, and in the mountains, inland lies a little village called Medjugorje, which means between the hills. At 1 a.m. in the morning of June 24, 1981, Medjugorje was shaken by a storm of Homeric force. Thunder shook the land and lightning split the sky. It woke Eva Vassal, who rushed outside to see what was happening, then back inside again to shake her husband Paro awake. It was like the day of judgment out there. Everything seemed to be on fire, and the thunder was crashing round the sky. I grabbed a crucifix and a bottle of holy water, and went round sprinkling half the village. Then I saw a house on fire. Look, I screamed at my husband, it's poor Pesco's house, and him with all those children. By this time, my husband had come out, and he too was trembling. No, he said, that's not Pesco's house. It's where the young people have their discos. The post office was on fire and suddenly smoke began belching out of the pine trees below our house. The firemen came, but they had a hard time coping with all the fires. And they only managed to save half the post office. When the storm died down, I went back to bed, but I couldn't sleep. I was too frightened. Listen to Revelation chapter 11, verse 19. Then God's temple in heaven was opened and the Ark of His Covenant could be seen in the temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a violent hailstorm. The words of Revelation describe almost exactly what the villagers experienced with this storm. As it happens, the day of this tremendous event was the Feast of St. John the Baptist. Later that day, in the afternoon, two teenage girls... Ivanka Ivankovic and her friend Mariana Dragikovic were walking along an isolated road outside the village. It had been rainy on and off all day, and when rain threatened again, they started for home. It was then that Ivanka saw something unusual. For some reason, we looked toward the hill and saw a bright figure. I said, Mariana, look! The Madonna. Mariana waved her hand and said, Come on, you think the Madonna would appear to us? 
and we continued home. But the strange sight troubled the two girls. And over the next several days, they returned many times to the spot with four friends. Each time they saw the apparition. Miriana describes what she saw the first day. There was an incredible light. The Blessed Mother held the baby Jesus in her arms, covering and uncovering him as she called to us. On the second day, people from the community gathered at the hill with the children. But only the group of six children could see the vision. Finally, one of them asked, Who are you? I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. With these words, their lives were changed forever. When this apparition ended, the six young people all described the same vision. A young woman with blue eyes and dark hair, hovering in the air, dressed in a gray gown. Around her head was a crown of twelve shining stars. Here is Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Two momentous events, the storm and the first vision of the woman with a crown of twelve stars, described in Revelation and occurring on the same day in the village of Magigoria, can there be any doubt that the hand of God set these events in motion? Over the following days, the six young visionaries' relationship with the Madonna was solidified, and they began a daily dialogue with Our Lady that has lasted since 1981. One of the teenagers, Maria Pavlovich, says that over the years she has wondered why she was chosen to receive the Blessed Virgin's messages. We do not have answer for this question. And one day we ask Our Lady for what reason we, we are not best. And Our Lady said, God give me to choice. I choose you. So we said, it's God will, Our Lady will. And From that day forth, the visionaries were visited by the Blessed Mother every day at 6.40 in the evening, which is when Mary appeared to Ivanka and Mirjana and the other children during the second apparition on that first day. Since then, the visionaries of Medjugorje have received and passed on to the world thousands of messages from the Blessed Mother. I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. I came because there are many devout believers here. I have come to convert and reconcile people. Dear children, I invite you by your prayers to help Jesus along in the fulfillment of all the plans which he is forming here, and offer your sacrifices to Jesus in order that everything is fulfilled the way he has planned it. Dear children, today I invite all of you to pray in order that God's plan for you can be realized. Help others to be converted. They are messages of simplicity and faith. 
It is God's desire that we change the direction of our lives and return to a simpler life. Renounce our attachment to material things and live the word of the Bible. As the years went by and the children of Medjugorje grew into adulthood, the village of Medjugorje grew as well to accommodate the millions of people who have sought spiritual renewal there. Today, the visionaries are adults approaching middle age. All are married with families. However, only three receive the Holy Mother daily. The others are blessed with her presence on special occasions. All have devoted their lives to spreading Our Lady's messages. Dear children, today I call you to live my messages. I ask you to renew in yourselves the messages I have given to you. These are messages of prayer, peace, fasting, and penance. All of the other messages come from these four basic ones. God gave you a gift of this time as a time of grace. Therefore, little children, make good use of every moment and pray, pray, pray. Maria Pavlovich was 16 years old when she had her first apparition. Today she is Maria Lunetti, wife and mother of four. The Blessed Virgin still meets with her every day. In 1988, Maria came to a hospital in Alabama to donate a kidney to her brother who was seriously ill. She had an apparition every day she was in America. Two years earlier, Maria had passed on a personal message from Our Lady to the founder of Caritas, indicating that an area of Alabama would become a place of conversion. Just as Mary and Joseph were called by the Roman census to Bethlehem, fulfilling the scriptural prophecy that the Messiah would be born there, it seems that Maria was destined to be called to Birmingham to fulfill Mary's desire that this spot in Alabama would become a place of conversion. Through the apparitions in the Founder's home and in the field, and with Our Lady asking that a community be established, Conversion began here, continues to happen here, and has spread throughout the region, beyond the state lines, and even across our nation's borders. God, just as He did by calling Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, called Maria to Birmingham to fulfill His will, that this sacred place be sanctified and a community be established here. It was this trip that began Maria's ongoing relationship with the founder of Caritas. Maria and her family have spent many days here over the years, and through her, Our Lady has left many powerful messages. May your life be prayer. May your life be offered as prayer, and may everything you do bring you toward me. I need your prayers because I have great plans. And so it was that on August 5th, 2005, Maria was at Caritas near Sterrett, Alabama, 
to celebrate the birthday of the most important woman in her life. There has been some controversy surrounding the date of August 5th as Our Lady's birthday because the church celebrates Mary's birthday on September 8th. Why then August 5th? It is because during an apparition in 1984, Mary told the visionaries it was so. While Caritas has no wish to contradict the teachings of the church, the fact is that Mary herself told the visionaries that August 5th was her birthday. So it is entirely proper that both days be celebrated. The day began with the Angelus at 6 a.m., a beautiful time of day with dawn breaking and the world just waking. Many visitors like Adrian and his brothers from Florence, Alabama still felt in their hearts the warmth of the last night's activities, particularly the reading of the Marian Mysteries. Everyone would recall in the special Marian Rosaries prayed the previous night and Mary's birthday eve and recalling the mystics' description. Many stayed in the field of apparitions all night. This pretty little meadow is so named because Our Lady appeared to Maria during a rare public apparition there in 1988 and has since appeared to Maria many times there when she has returned to Caritas. And then a surprise. After the morning rosary, a huge birthday cake was brought out and the crowd broke into a spontaneous rendering of happy birthday. In planning the activities for this final day of the five-day retreat, the leaders of Caritas decided that the perfect gift for Mary on her birthday would be if every person tried to live August 5th as a sinless day, which Mary did throughout her entire life. And so visitors were encouraged to spend the day in reflection and prayer. Many spent some of the time imagining this day 2,021 years ago. Third Marian mystery, the birth of little Mary. It has been told that a violent storm arose. Mystics have revealed that on the day of Mary's birth, there arose a terrible storm with great thunder and lightning and hail, which frightened the people. But this storm washed away a drought that had plagued the land for some time, a drought symbolic of man's thirst for the Messiah. Again, as was written in Revelation chapter 11, verse 9, a first great thunderstorm accompanies a vision of the Ark of the Covenant, symbolizing Mary, and foretelling of heavenly events, including future visions of Mary. Second, a storm at the birth of Mary, and then at the crucifixion of her son. Then again, in the village of Medjugorje, a storm of an apocalyptic nature on the day Ivanka and Mariana first saw the Virgin Mary. Four notable storms, all associated with the Mother of God. But not this day, 
for there was no storm in sight. August 5th, 2005 in Alabama was spectacular. Today's forecast, sunny and mild with high in the upper 80s. A perfect day to spend in reflection and prayer. Many people gathered in the field of apparitions and left flowers and birthday cards for Our Lady by a large pine tree that sits in the middle of the field, known as Our Lady's Pine Tree. Rosaries could be heard everywhere. Under the pine tree was a little house, recently built for this birthday celebration. It represents the humble home of Mary's parents, St. Anne and St. Joachim. Mitch from Niles, Illinois reflects. I remember my wife and I took up a position under the pine tree in the field. In fact, it was the evening of the 5th, Mary's birthday. I was kneeling there watching the sun through the limbs of the tree as I faced towards the road. The Caritas community had constructed this little house that represented Mary's birthplace. And it was filled with just a spectacular view of 2,021 lighted candles. Uh, at the time, there was no wind, there wasn't a hint of rain, uh, and the sun was casting clear shadows. Maria was planning to have her apparition that evening outside the entrance of this little house, and as the afternoon wore on, crowds gathered in the field of apparitions. Inside the house, 2,021 candles representing the number of years since Our Lady's birth, had been lit. It has been told that a violent storm arose the day of Mary's birth. Thunder roared, hail rained down, and lightning flashed all around. The rosary began, and Maria and her husband Paolo arrived. Thunder could be heard faintly in the distance. But there had been no sign of rain close to us. Uh, there was no rain in sight any place. As the rosary progressed, so did the weather. At first it was just the temperature cooling off, then the graying in the sky around us. By the time we were halfway through the second rosary, the sky was black and lightning could be seen and around in the distance. About two mysteries left before the apparition. It started to rain. And a few seconds later, it was pouring. A severe thunderstorm watch has been issued for Shelby County. A fast-moving storm is moving across the area. Out of nowhere, a severe storm formed. The storm rose quickly and was headed directly for the field, and the thousands gathered there. Out of the calm, it progressed rapidly, and soon it began pouring. I remember looking up and seeing the clouds that had uh, blown overhead gradually reversing direction and coming back towards us. Uh, they were incredible thunderheads uh, as they closed over our head and I also remember that all of a sudden the wind started kicking up and the temperature dropped and then we began to feel the rain. Uh, we just all got very, very excited because of the incredible downpour that fell on us. We got soaked, and it was, and we were all just loving it every minute of it. And then, as the apparition time approached, uh, there was this incredible thunder and lightning around us. 
Pat from Connecticut also remembers. And it was becoming savage, and it was becoming uh, a reasonable and rational danger to physical safety. It was not a bad storm. It was a very, very vicious electrical event that was taking place. Conditions overhead were obviously constructed in order to provide some kind of cyclonic activity, if that were the case. It was, it was a real bad storm. Just after 6.30, Maria and Paolo moved to the opening of the little house to pray in preparation for the apparition. I watched Maria as she went up to the little house. The rain, the hail, the lightning, and the thunder were so intense that we could no longer hear prayers being led over the speaker system. But at the same time, everyone's prayers were intensely louder. It rained harder. The thunder was so hard and loud, many felt the ground shake. As the crowds watched the eerie way the storm moved upon the field, many became convinced that they were witnessing a direct action of God, particularly when at the end of the rosary, the Hail Holy Queen was recited. At that exact moment of pronouncing the word hail, it began to hail, stunning the crowd with amazement and bringing joy to their hearts. Many were aware that the quaking ground, the deluge of rain and stabbing lightning were just as mystics described the storm at Mary's birth 2,021 years ago. During the fourth and fifth mysteries, we witnessed the most phenomenal changes in the weather, changes which matched exactly those described by the mystic. As the moment of the apparition approached, the thousands of people prayed intensely. As the wind blew and as the, the rain fell driving at us, lightning cracked all around us and even among us, and the hail beat down on us. It was such that all gathered had no doubt that we were experiencing something, something like on the scale of the miracle of the sun at Fatima. The lightning was frequent and relatively close. The sound waves from the thunder seemed to shake us, and the ground shook below us. And suddenly a bolt of lightning struck very, very close. Many, many people around gasped at the surprise of the lightning bolt. I remember clearly my wife and I looking at each other and then looking around and it was as if this fireworks display was going on right directly over our head with the thunder and the lightning and the rain and all that was going on and uh, it certainly did sound like the finale of the 1812 overture. Um, the thing that was uh, just really incredible was the peace that we all felt. Um, we were all focused on saying the rosary together and um, there was just tremendous faith in the whole group and just knowing that Our Lady was there with us and her son was with us. Um, again, as the, uh, as the thunder continued to resonate and, and hit the ground, uh, it really was like a whole battlefield of artillery firing off around us. At the same time, you know, everybody was uh, everybody was calm. 
even though the closeness of the, at least the feel of the lightning, uh, certainly could have been dangerous for anyone else. The tempest prophesied in Revelation, the storms at Mary's birth, at the crucifixion, and on the day she first appeared in Magigoria, are four great storms associated with Mary, the mother of God. And now a fifth, during the first widespread public celebration in the world of Mary's birth on the actual date revealed by her, August 5th. The significance is undeniable. flash of lightning and crash of thunder. A local rancher, a devout Protestant, lives just three miles down the road. I have never in my life seen a bolt of lightning as wide as I did that day over Caritas. I know we were, we were kneeling there and I remember clearly that um, as the apparition began and Maria's began looking up this incredible lightning bolt hitting the ground and it just shook the ground beneath our knees. It was just uh, incredible what, what happened. Just as the lightning struck like a white-hot sword in the face of the storm, the Blessed Mother appeared. Maria instantly raised her eyes into the face of the storm and smiled. The apparition was beginning. When she stopped speaking, that's when I entered into the apparition. I can't say that I was in a particularly reverential frame of mind. I don't remember saying any prayers. I remember being very concerned about the temporal conditions taking place. But I do remember that as soon as Maria stopped speaking and looked up, this extraordinary bolt of lightning that was as straight as an arrow, there was not one crook in it, came out of the sky perhaps a mile away and went directly down to earth in line with the top of Maria's head. Now, then there was the roof, and somewhere in that void was our Blessed Mother. Uh, because you could see where Maria was looking. And exactly at the spot where Maria was looking, at exactly the moment her head went back, this bolt of lightning came down out of the sky, and at that point, I just couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. At that point, I, was, I did not put myself in a deep spiritual state. I was thrust into a very, very deep contemplative state. In this part of Alabama... Storms come mostly from the west. One resident living in the valley for nearly three decades 
said he had never witnessed a storm directly out of the east. Yet this was the case today. As the storm slashed across the area, Paolo Linetti became afraid that the little house and its 2,021 candles would blow apart and scatter in the crowd. Yet, even as the storm's fury pounded the pilgrims assembled in the field, the sun, strangely, could still be seen setting in the west, its rays shining under the storm clouds, creating a spectacular display of nature and a phenomenon never witnessed in the field before. Rays of light shining under the storm as if lifting the darkness from the people. I glanced behind me and noticed that the darkness seemed to surround us except where the sun was still gleaming through. I noticed that my brother had made a quick glance at the sun also. Afterwards he told me that he, as he had glanced at the sun, it was as if the, the, the sun was in the shape of a cross. You know, I recall clearly that it was a very eerie time. We were all looking around at each other, listening to this thunder getting closer and closer to us as the wind whipped around us. And uh, again, the sun, was to, it was just incredible how it was shining underneath the clouds. The apparition lasted about four minutes. When it ended, Maria lowered her head as a final bolt of lightning thundered above. It seemed to all to be a sign of the departure of Mary. The rain continued, but people were laughing and talking and filled with joy. I remember praising God for this display of His glory and, and, and remembering I was thankful for the gift of being present for the celebration here of Our Lady's birthday. It was later reported that the storm and its powerful winds disrupted power and traffic all over the area. Two highways were shut down and power was knocked out to over 17,000 homes. Nearby, fallen traffic lights blocked the road. The storm's path left trees knocked down all around the area. In the field of apparitions, there was no damage, and despite thousands of people standing in the open field, no injuries. Stranger still, it was a singular storm, with no others following it. I remember watching as Maria came out of ecstasy, a big smile on her face when she turned around to face us. It made the anticipation of hearing the description and of the apparition even greater. As Paulo gave us the translation of Maria's description, the weather intensity started fading. And then I realized that, that um, I'd been present at a, a sign, a divine sign. There was no two ways about it, that this was a great gift. And there was a, a level of excitement, and then I realized that, you know, fully what had taken place. And, it's really another eye-opening chapter in, in the entire history of Mezhigoria that needs to be preserved. With the retreating storm still rumbling in the distance, Paolo Linetti translated Maria's comments about the apparition for the crowd, soaking wet but as happy as children.
Paulo translated for Maria. When Our Lady came, Maria prayed for the intentions of those gathered. Our Lady prayed over the crowd for a long time, and then she gave them her special motherly blessing. Our Lady came accompanied with three angels and dressed beautifully in gold. Our Lady then gave a message for them. Dear children, do not forget that I am your mother and I love you. I am grateful and thank you for the novenas you did in preparation for my birthday. Go in peace. Before Our Lady said, Go in peace, she gave to the world her blessing and to those gathered her second blessing. As the day ended and the pilgrims began their walk back to their cars for the journey home, each had much to think about. For many, it would take up to four hours to make the 15-minute trip back to their hotels because of broken trees and smashed traffic lights blocking the roads. When they arrived, they discovered that some hotels had no power, so they stayed outside well into the night, sharing their experiences. You know, as I reflect back on this experience, I'm sure that the people in Fatima uh, thought they were going to die uh, when they saw the sun dancing in the sky after a similar kind of a rainstorm. Given what my wife and I experienced at the field August 5th, 2005, Our Lady's 2021st birthday, uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if uh, in that Portuguese field the people weren't just as joyous as we were. We were dancing like little kids. We were giddy. We were so excited. Uh, and everybody was sharing stories and just, you know, how spectacular the whole experience was for them. Uh, at the same time, uh, we just couldn't stop talking about it. And I remember my wife and I just, you know, sharing pieces of it as we were walking back from the field. After everyone had... Uh bask, I guess, so to speak, uh, in the absolute joy of the, the moment. For some time, the people began to gradually depart for dry clothes and to, to find some dry ground. Never before had I uh, seen so many people just totally drenched to the bone on the outside, but yet from within, they were so ignited with joy. The next generation will know that it happened. So the great doubt and the questions that surround the event now, for those of us who live it on a day-to-day -day basis, will probably be gone. Uh, the camps will have been established, the, the naysayers, the, the deniers, and then the believers. Um, there will be many different grades of belief. But the story of our Blessed Mother's birthday apparition in the field in Alabama will be inextricably connected to the larger events of Mesogloria and will become a significant chapter, I believe, in, in the minds of those who come later. They knew in their hearts they had been part of something special. Many believed they had taken part in a miracle. And why not? From the true miracle of the apparitions, the freakish storm that defied nature in its appearance, the special blessing of Our Lady, and throughout the five days of prayer and contemplation, each person had been changed and renewed. 
From Bernadette of Lourdes to Fatima to the visionaries of Medjugorje, God, through Mary, seeks out children to be his special messengers. Through Maria and the other seers of that little hamlet between the hills, he imparts to us his wisdom and teaching. Think what a gift it would be to Our Lady if each of us could live one sinless day a year. We should therefore be encouraged to make August 5th that day, especially in light of such a spectacular display of nature that paralleled the actual circumstances of Mary's birth, the two coming together, speaking to us of God's desire to acknowledge this special day of August 5th. Our Lady says, God wants to save you and send you messages through men, nature, and so many things. Nature spoke loud and clear that August 5th, 2005, in the meadow called The Field in Alabama. I'm Cheryl Lefebvre from Vermont, and I tried to prepare to come here to Caritas but I put it in Our Lady's hands because there's no way that I can prepare myself. These five days have been awesome. You sit and you pray and you wait. And on August 5th, as we come to try to honor her, she honors us with thunder and lightning and rain. And hail, when you start, hail Holy Queen, what more can you ask? And to be here with this community and to share this, to share the way that they have prepared for Our Lady and for each of us, I could ask for nothing more. Thank you, our Blessed Mother. And I pray I can be what you want me to be. Amen. It is also clear that August the 5th is significant in God's plan. And because of that, we know the date will become more known and grow in significance as the years turn into decades. It will be as Christmas. So I think that um, people in the future will be talked to through this event in ways that we can't imagine. Just, you know, as an aside, um, I have no problem saying that I probably know more about the Battle of Gettysburg than any human being who was there fighting the battle at the time, including the commanding generals. If Robert E. Lee was sitting here now with the knowledge that he had on J July 3rd, 1863, he would do most of the listening in the conversation because I would know things that he could not possibly have known, but he was there. He was there. Um, that's how you have to always look at how the future is going to view the past at any time they'll have advantages we don't even know about yet and they'll see this event far more clearly in many many ways than we will we live it and and it was given to us to live for a divine reason and it was given to them to cherish and it will be given to them to cherish uh, for a divine reason when you get to heaven and you sit down with someone whose great, 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 great grandparents have not even been born yet. And you talk to them about Medjugorje. I suspect it will be a great deal like me talking to General Lee about Gettysburg. I think you'll do most of the listening. 
we can look to the words of the Blessed Virgin Mary and remember the prophecies of Revelation of the description of Mary who in our time God wills her to be made more understood and known in her important role with her son. When we understand her role, we will then understand that God's will shall be done. Remember When It Rains CD is available free for all those who will help fund Radio Wave to keep it broadcasting. Call now this evening, toll-free, 1-888-672-WAVE to make a donation and receive a free copy of Remember When It Rains. Call 888-672-WAVE. We are answering phones throughout the rebroadcast. Again, call 888 888- 672-WAVE. That is 888-672-9283 for your free copy. Good evening, this is Ray with Radio Wave. We're going to take calls on the air shortly. Uh, the number to call is 1-888-672-WAVE. That's 1-888-672-9283. That's a toll-free number for the United States, Canada, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Outside of those countries, um, you can call 205-672-9977. Once again, that's 205 672 9977 for countries outside of the United States, Canada, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. It uh, can be very difficult to speak after a production like this and the experience of what uh, everyone felt um, on that day. And, of course, for all of you who are listening out there, uh, those of you who are here, reliving that experience again. And... um, as we speak to a friend of Medjugorje about this, uh, I'd like to personally, at least for myself and for all those listening out there, to to get a little bit better um, 
I guess, background of uh, what was put behind this hosting of this event. There was a lot more to it um, than just uh, than just the five days of August 1st through 5th, 2005. Uh, there was a lot of prayer, um, a lot of uh, discernment, and uh, a lot of um, uh, thought that went behind this. And this event was not something that was just planned uh, a few months in advance, and it was something that had been on his heart for many years. And so... Um, you know, I'd like to ask from a friend of Medjugorje uh, to give us a little bit of an idea of, you know, what uh, what he had felt for several years, and this was something, like I said, that was not um, that was not uh, just something that just happened over over a few months period. So, if you could just tell us a little bit, uh, there was obviously things that were in your heart, obviously things years in advance, and uh, ideas and uh, things that had come forth that you had felt very strongly. Uh, as far as bringing Maria here in this whole event of Our Lady's birthday? Well, we're very excited tonight because there's a combination of, of uh, looking at what Our Lady's doing and what she's asked us to do and how she's asked us to spread the message and things that we have thought about and prayed about and sacrificed for for a long, long time. And um, to come out to be better ways to spread Our Lady's plans. And, of course, after this production, remember when it rained, it's... it's We've worked on this for two years since the event happened, and uh, people are anxious to get some kind of CD back immediately, and we just, the longer I, I felt we looked at it, that it was such a momentous event that we really need to put our heart into it and do it through prayer, and we did, and uh, it was a lot to produce in this. It's something that uh, involved New York, Florida, here in Birmingham, Medjugorje, uh, Los Angeles, um, uh, it was an extensive production, something that wasn't just thrown together, as obviously you can you can hear. And because of that, uh, we've been very excited. And no matter how many times I've heard it, and then pieces of it and sections of it, uh, Our Lady really put it together. Uh, I always feel when I write something that uh, it, it's not, you know, I ask Our Lady even to, to affect the pen that I write. So uh, the Holy Spirit is strong if you... Uh, as for it, Lady says, you have everything when you call down the Holy Spirit. And we felt the Holy Presence, the Holy Spirit's presence when we finally finished this production. And we want it to convert. Uh, we don't want to produce things that sound nice, but we really want to motivate the heart to realize the reality of the times that we're in, what Our Lady's doing, and how stupendous it is to be able to be a part of it. So we're very excited with the launching of tonight and the premiere of Radio Wave. Uh, Radio Wave was something that came about uh, years ago. We first had to have it conceived and conceptualized and think tanked. And uh, as many of you know that's listening, we went to a place for three months in Florida and held up into a house where we could pray every day and and think through and pray through it and this is a result of it and of course it's easy to put a a radio program on the web uh, it's not very involved that this is a lot more behind us we have built a whole studio uh, extensive studio up to date we don't have all the bugs worked out as you heard in the beginning of remember when it rained it replayed because we had it tracked wrong but we need more technicians and more things that we, we're going to have to evolve into. But this is just the beginning of a lot of things that we can do to spread the message around the world. And we can't tell you how excited we are about it. Um, it's just the manifestation of our latest messages and us following that and what she's shown. And so many of you have helped to support. 
And uh, we want to thank you for that. And uh, again, we, we're going to open up our phone lines. We've got calls coming in already pretty strong. But the number is 888-672-9283 or 672-WAVE. Um, a lot goes into why we call this Radio Wave, and we'll get into that probably a little bit later. But we'll we'll um, go ahead and take, uh, I guess, our first caller on line one, which is Joan Clinton from Iowa, or from Clinton, Iowa. Joan? Yes. Okay, you're there. We had difficulty. We're still learning a lot of stuff here. We've been through some trials, and I think we had more laughing sessions than we did um, uh Actually, things working out. But um, anyway, you're calling for? Um, I'm calling from, I live just north of Clinton, Iowa, on the Iowa-Illinois border. Uh-huh. Um, and anyway, I guess I wrote a journal, and I never write journals. I never write things out. I've tried on other trips before, but every day I was gone, I wrote it down. And I had it in my Caritas bag, and I never took it out of the bag. I never showed anybody or um, anything until tonight. I just um, I just opened up the um, hey, hello. Yeah, we're here. Keep okay. talking. But anyway, I just opened up the journal, and if I could, I'll just read what I wrote for the day. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Here, just one moment, please. Okay, I'm sorry. That's um, okay. I have written down Our Lady's birthday. What a blessing! I was able to go to confession in the field just several minutes before the apparition. Not long before Our Lady came, it started raining torrentially with high winds and even hail, but I had such joy, and I saw joy on many other faces. Our Lady came and gave us her special motherly blessing and prayed over all of us. Maria stated she was dressed in gold and came with three angels. I was totally soaked. In my sleeping bag, I am planning to sleep in is wet, but I felt so happy and joyful. I felt really alive. She gave us a special blessing. I wanted to buy something for outdoors to have blessed by Our Lady and put out by the statue she blessed here in the field in 1999 when she appeared with three angels. Very rare, I believe. I looked at angel ornaments. I bought them to represent the three angels that came last time, not realizing it could be blessed by Our Lady when three angels came today. I couldn't have picked a better thing. I will hang them on the pines. I overheard some members talking about that in the book, The Prayer of the Man-God, it described the time right before Maria's birth when it rained and hailed so hard. Some people thought it was the end of the world. How awesome, considering the arrival of Our Lady on her birthday with all the rain and hail. Also, the community set up a little house (coughs) as Mary's house in the field, filled with over 2,000 votive candles, one for each year since her birth. Maria went into the house because of the rain, so Our Lady came in the house on her birthday um, like I said, in 1999, I had a statue of Our Lady blessed, and I have it underneath some pine trees of my home. Uh-huh. I just remember yeah, but j- the joy. I mean, everybody was just filled with such happiness. So you were here for the whole five days then? I was there not only for the whole five days, but um, I was so blessed I was able to go to Medjugorje with you. Um, you invited me um, the next day, I, I believe, that we left to go to Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, uh, we've, we keep hearing continually from people that were here during the, the time that our lady was with us. And, uh, I don't think we've ever heard anything so much as that we've done here that has impacted and changed people's lives so strongly as this August 5th, 2005. 
And so we thank you for your call. And um, we have next uh, Norma from San Antonio, Texas. We're still trying to learn this, everybody, even though we've been through several practice sessions. Norma? Yes. Okay, go ahead. I was not actually there in 205. This is the first that I've heard of it. But just by watching it, just something powerful happened in my soul. And all the description that was going on, it was just like I was actually there. I could see everything within my soul. It was just so beautiful. My question that I had to ask, though, there's so many of my brothers and sisters out in this world that um, it breaks my heart because um, I was taught of a prayer, and I don't know if it came out of Magigori, to say in um, the the Hail Mary, um, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, and our Mother, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I don't know where I was taught that. I know that I, I heard that, and so we've been practicing it, and I've been trying to teach others. Um, so you're, you're Catholic? Yes, okay. sir, I am. Mm-hmm. And um, when I talk to people about uh, Magigori or um, other things to bring them closer to our Lord, it's like they don't believe in anything unless it's been given the, uh, it's, it's been blessed by the magisterium. It's like um, they can't feel our Lord speaking to them in their heart. And I don't know what to do. It just breaks my heart so much. Well, all we can do is pray and, and be a witness. And the more people convert toward Medjugorje through our witness than, than uh, us trying to convince them of anything. That's that's the attraction to that and to our witness. And that's what our lady is asking of us, to create a link from one one to another. As a chain is it going wrong the for world. me to pray this by putting an, another added word in it? Well, you, by- you have to pray and do what's in your heart, you know, what you feel you're inspired to do. But... Um, you know, there, there's uh, our lady asked us the, the first, the first basic message is prayer, yes, and and, uh, and of course peace. But uh, you continue to pray, and and it spread. You know, everybody's going to be aware and made known Medjugorje sooner or later. Oh yeah, uh, it's just now that we're in a time of grace. We're blessed to to know that our lady comes into the earth every single day and gives her blessing to the world, and uh, that's a privilege in itself because it is sad that so many people don't. Uh, accept it or reject it, or, or but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the fact that at least is appearing. Yes, and I feel I'm just so grateful to our Blessed Mother that she allowed my call to get in because she knew that this question was really bothering me. <laughs> so okay. um, thank you so much, and I thank our Blessed Mother. I thank our Lord for allowing our Blessed Mother to come to us. Thank you so okay. much for all you're all right, doing. Well, I appreciate you calling. We have. Um, Debbie Collier on the phone from uh, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. And uh, while we're getting her on the line, we'd, we would just like to remind you of the number. It's 888-672-9283. And that's a toll-free number. So, uh, again, we're as excited as everybody else today because of our um, uh, production. And we premiered it last night. And we hope to have... Uh, this thing produced for many, many people later. So, uh, we'll, 
Um, have you got Debbie Call? You're on the phone. Debbie, you there? Hello. Debbie. Hello. Hi. There. Okay. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're on line. You're on the air. Okay. Um, well, I would just like to say that uh, Debbie McNeil and and about thirty of us are over here. I'm in the bedroom, and uh, they're in there. We're all excited. I don't know how many of us in this house that were there on uh, August 5th, 2005. But Debbie and I were together for a short time on the field, and uh, the water came so fast, the, the rain came so fast, that we were standing in ankle-deep water before you knew it. And uh, when, when the hail Holy Queen came and the hail started hitting me on the head and in the on the back, I saw a man who had an umbrella. So I wanted to get under that umbrella, and I said, please, can I get under your umbrella? And he said, yes, go ahead. So when I did, I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a meteorologist. And, you know, I, I couldn't help but laugh. He said, here I am under a tree holding a umbrella in in a uh, thunderstorm. And I said, well, our lady's protecting us, but shouldn't we get on the ground <laughs> down low? But it was it was an awesome day. And I know that uh, Debbie and I went to Medjugorje, too, after this. And we, we were there for our lady's birthday and our lady's assumption. And I believe that we were there to be able to be prepared for what was going to happen to us here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Because we lost everything. We lost everything. And God is with us, you know. And uh, we fall on our face and we get back up. But uh, it was a beautiful experience. And uh, I thank God and I thank Our Lady for, and I thank Caritas for the love that they share with of Our Lady's love for all of us. And uh, I could talk all day and all night about it, but I'm going to give the De- uh, Debbie McNeil the phone. Okay. And thank you, Terry. Right. And my granddaughter loved the time we spent at Caritas. She cried when we left, and she wants to come back. <laughs> Kimmy, she Good. just loved it. Right. And uh, thank you so much. All right. Here's Debbie McNeil. Debbie? Yes, hi. Uh, how are you? Oh, we're ex- excited and elated. It was beautiful. It was about to be beautiful. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to have, uh, I had a gorgeous group of people that came in and blessed my home with peace, and um, they were very cooperative. They listened and did the rosary, and it was just beautiful. Um, well, tell all our fellow angels down there, hello. I certainly will. I certainly will. And they're all waiting to know. They want to know when, when is Maria coming back. Well, so we, can... we we know when she's coming back, but we can't say that right now. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Just I can be organize... praying. We got. We always have something in the works, and it's, and it's uh, going to happen, but we, we are going to announce it later, maybe next oh, month or so. Well, great, great. I'll start organizing the bus. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, right. our, everyone here, we've got 30 people here that all want to come, and... Uh, they want me to get the bus together, and I tell them we'll work on it. We'll start doing it as soon as possible. So I guess you can send out the postcards and say we're getting them together okay. in the event our lady's coming back with Maria. Well, good. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, go. Okay, well, it's good to hear from you. We were glad y'all were able to get the group down there in Bay St. Louis. So that was ground zero for Katrina. And we were there right after us, and it was really ground zero. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Uh, I tell uh, I told people today just about um, our journey home because uh, it was like the 19th. We came home from Medjugorje. Seven days later, Frank sends me back to Caritas, my place of refuge from hurricanes, you know, and... Uh, it took, it was uh, what, September 1st. We finally got back here with 19 pieces of heavy equipment. Uh, I didn't realize at the time that most of the community members that had come up with me to come home with me was uh, aware that the police department had collapsed, and I didn't realize that they were thinking it would have to uh, dig up my husband and half of his police officers. Alive. Um, <laughs> they were alive. No, they were alive. And um, it was beautiful because it, it didn't happen. They were safe. They didn't have water, not even any, any bruise damage where they were. So that was a miracle of Our Lady protecting them with her, her mantle. Um, so I, you don't want me to get started, Terry, because I'll be talking all night. You okay. Know, the people are wanting well, to we've talk. Got, so. We've got some people been holding for 15 minutes already, so we'll go, yeah. so we'll go to line two next. But Debbie, thank you. Tell everybody we say hello and give them our love down there. I, I will, I promise you. Thank you again uh, for this radio wave and keeping us in tune with what's going on with Medjugorje. God bless Caritas. God bless you, Debbie. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to go to line two. Laura in San Diego, California. Laura, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, sorry. Hello. Yes. Um, I was just thinking, can you hear an echo or anything? No, you got okay. your speakers off? I. Almost. Uh, okay. we, I didn't get any visual, but I got the the whole complete story, and it was uh, just as I brought back memories. I was in the field that day, um, but what I wanted to say first of all is, if you count uh, August fifth to September eighth today, that's exactly thirty three days, and I feel that was um, Our Lady's birthday. But the thirty three days represents the time Jesus walked the earth with His mother. Yeah, it's a good observation, and it's you know, lady speaking through many things. We we find out uh, even listening last night something for us through the production again, and uh, but there's no coincidences. No, there isn't, and I want to just say that um, I've been in spiritual battle for my oldest son uh, uh, since about 2002, and uh, and. Uh, when he was 19 years old, he's 21 now, in 2005, I convinced him to go to um, Caritas for the August 5th event. We got there on August 4th, so we were there for two days. And uh, my reason, he wanted to come to go on a vacation, and I wanted to come to continue to get strength on my, with my spiritual warfare I was doing with him. Uh, that trip from San Diego to Caritas was miserable. Uh, we got stopped by the airport police. He was in possession of marijuana. Uh, on the airplane, he drank vodka, and I thought it was water. And the trip was, um, it was just um, very trying for me because even in the midst of going to see Our Lady, I was still in a battle with the enemy. And uh, I, I'll tell you the truth, I, I was hoping for an instantaneous miracle that day and a complete change of heart. Um, and what we got was... A miracle in a different form that is still ongoing. Um, he was very touched by the event. He was in line um, three three people away from confession when that storm happened. The 
the priest's umbrella blew. The priest's chair flew out from under him. That storm was so radical. And I was on the hillside watching this whole event of, of something you would, you would it just look like something out of the movies, that, as if it was a, you know, I was witnessing it. And I said in my heart, oh, my God, he's not going to get to go to confession. And what, what, Mother Mary, do you have in mind that, you know, this storm should happen right when he was about to uh, go to confession? But she came through the next day. He was able to go to confession when we visited EWTN. And what I wanted to say is the spiritual battle still continues and that, and that, um, and, uh, that in 2006, May of 2006, um, he was supposed to be in a car, um, that he lost three of his, he didn't go in that car, he lost three of his friends, uh, in that car accident, and at the 3 a.m. in the morning, he came home in another car, and that was the hour of mercy to me, even though it was 3 p.m., it was an hour of mercy. So Our Lady is working, and she is alive and well. Keep, keep praying. Pray God, praise God. Uh, the battle isn't finished, but we are able to hold our ground, and, 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 my, and my mother is helping me all the way. Keep praying. We thank you for the call. We thank you for listening tonight. Thank you. Pray for what we're doing in the future. I will. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Of course, the, the the spiritual battle in the family is one of the greatest places that that wars are taking place. And of course, our lady says there's hatred in the family, and um, where hatred exists, you know, the best thing we can do is is be in prayer, even if one person in the family prays. So we'll take the next call from Joe in West Palm Beach, Florida. Joe, you there? Yes, I am, Terry. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing wonderful tonight uh, by uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus and the blessings uh, and intercession of Mary. I'm with my two sons. Good. Yeah. What a wonderful, what a wonderful experience August 5th is. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience since I met Caritas back in 99 when I was on the road. And uh, I haven't been able to tune in the past hour, so I missed a lot of the sharing that was going on. But I can just say this, as uh, you well know, when we were praying the rosary and the thunders and the clouds started coming out, I, you gave me a little, you acknowledged that the storm was a little bit too uh, firm for the, I think it was Joan that was praying the rosary, and we popped the umbrella to you know comfort her and make sure the rosary continued on. It was just absolutely phenomenal in that. This lightning bolts are going all around. The raindrops were the sizes of uh, small peas, you know, and uh, we're praying the rosary, and everybody's just calm, calm about everything, looking around, drenched, and you, you just knew nothing was going to happen in the valley that day, uh, nothing to anyone physically, but I'm sure there was a lot of conversions and uh, healing going on. I know there's been incredible healing and perseverance, graces in my life. Um, and, and I just give a word of encouragement out there tonight, um, for all you distressed fathers who may be alienated from their children from one way or another across the United States of America, in fact, throughout the world, that, um, you know, don't, don't give up your desire to be with your children. Our Lady and Jesus knows, uh, your desire to be with the children and to be good role models, uh, 
don't don't give up. Continue to pray on the rosary. You might not understand what it is you're going through, but don't forget we're down here like little mice. We can't see the big picture, but it's all in Mary's hands uh, through Jesus. And uh, time's running out on the the one we don't even recognize. So uh, let course let the nature take its course. Uh, I encourage all fathers to uh, make pilgrimages to not only Caritas if they can't get to Medjugorje, but Medjugorje. And, um, you know, God bless every one of you there who continue to do things beyond human capacity, uh, and people will understand once they get there. And I, I just thank God for the mission of Caritas, and um, God bless you all. All right, thanks. thank you, Joe. Okay. Thank you for being here August 5th and for a lady. Keep praying. Anyway, we, um, during the course of the production, we've had to change the, Remember when it rained probably a hundred times, and, and uh, believe it or not, even 30 minutes before we went on tonight, we had a major change in it. So uh, it was really by the grace of God we was able to get it on tonight. We still have a lot of technical difficulties we need to work out as far as what we're broadcasting now. But we have uh, line one on now. Is it Linda? Yes. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Hi, Terry. Hi. We we were there on for August fifth, the first through the fifth, and it was a graduation present for my son and a friend and her daughter came as well and we had it was the most beautiful spiritual time I've had in many, many years. And I just want to thank you for saying yes to Caritas and to all of the difficult things that our blessed mother has asked you to do that you probably didn't have in mind to do. And just want to share with you that we have a house full of people tonight, and I get, think about 10 of us have been to Caritas, and because of you all, we can just spread your love for our Blessed Mother way farther than we could have any other way. Thank you, Linda. We, Thank you. We have, um, you know, you you and people like you are the encouragement for us to continue. It's, it's uh Sometimes, you know, because of what we do, we kind of behind the scenes and, and uh, not in front of the people. And you, you're, you're working here day in and day out. And, and uh, it's encouraging to know that people's hearts are being changed through the grace of Our Lady and what she's doing. And, and it spurs us on. So you're as much strength for us as we are for you. So thank you. Thank, thank you. You are awesome. And we will pray for you each and every day. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Same to you. Uh-huh. Bye. Once again, that number to call, uh, for those of you who want to call in, that number is 888-672-9283. That's 888-672-WAVE. And if you're calling outside of the United States, Canada, Guam, or the U.S. Virgin Islands, the number is 205-672-9977. Okay, so we have line three. And who it is, I don't know. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, who's this? This is Alexander from Paris in France. Oh, Alexander from France. Yes. So what time is it there now? Oh, it's pretty late. It's near the middle of night. It's half past 3 a.m. But, um, you know, I just wanted to say that even if it's very, very late here, well, we're a bunch of people uh, listening to you and would like to thank you for, well, everything because we appreciate very, very, very much Everything you do, of course, and that that, that special, particular project, Project Wave, is something huge, completely huge, and it gives us strength and a lot of joy to continue. 
to bring our latest messages um, into life, and this is the most important thing that we need from you is help and hope and joy, and you give us everything. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you all. Did you were you able to listen to the production? Or remember when it rained? I, I, I had the, the the end of the project production only. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting in the middle of the night there. Then you said two yeah. o'clock in the morning. Tell us. Uh, I know France, having spoken there a lot, um, is really spiritually dry and has had some great difficulties. And and uh, you know, for a country to be saved by God Himself, raising up Joan of Arc, and where France is now, can you give us a little bit of? The, the, the temperature of France right now spiritually where things are and, and particularly with Our Lady and what's going on? Well, um, I, I don't think that France has ever been so bad. Ever. And, uh, well, I mean, everything here is falling apart. And sometimes there are little, little hopes that can be brought by some people, especially in the Medjugorje movement. And I know that uh, um, some of uh, Caritas people came here uh, some, some, well, maybe 10 years ago, and they, they, they had uh, conferences here in France. And, you know, so we, 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 we have a little Medjugorje movement here. But for the um, the other things in France, it's just horrible, horrible what's going on. I mean that uh, people go less and less uh, to churches, and some churches are just being, you know, closed because there aren't enough people to go there. And uh, what is very, very particular in France is that all churches um, are the property of the government. So if they, the government sees that there aren't any, enough people uh, to go to churches, well, what is happening right now is that they're saying, okay, well, we have nice buildings and nobody goes there, so what could we do with that? Uh, there's no need to, for us to uh, to uh, well to keep uh, um, to keep them to 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 celebrate anything if nobody goes there. So we can start a library in that church, and there maybe. Uh, uh, so you, a lot of churches are turning into libraries, and and uh, yeah, yeah, we have some churches turning to libraries, and basically, you know. It's it's just a horrible horrible thing what is happening here. But the in new France. the new president, especially conservative, that was elected there. What's the state, or has he changed anything, or is there any hope, or is it just the same same old same old that usually happens? Well, uh, <laughs> I guess that we'll have to wait and see. But um, well, something very interesting is that uh, before he uh, he was elected. He said uh, to uh, some people, and I know that for sure, that if he was elected, he wanted to go uh, for a week be before he take his uh, office into a monastery, into a retreat. And finally, he was elected. But the retreat was not in the monastery, but uh, in a yacht in the middle of the sea, finally. Uh, a yacht? Yeah, a yacht. So he changed so from monastery to yacht. Yeah, so, uh, f I mean, it's maybe a 
pretty good example of how you know power can turn and change people and but um definitely definitely um maybe you know there's always hope i mean and we need to have hope but uh today hope is through prayer better than through men because we we don't have them well Alexander, we appreciate your calling and uh, call us sometime and give us about um, you know reports on France. We it's always been close to our heart, and um, we we uh, of course have driven all over France. My wife and I have spoken to many many places, and and uh, we know that some of the Parisians made fun of the people in Brittany, but Brittany is an agricultural area, and uh, it's where the heart of uh, Jesus is still kept strong in, in some of the rural people there, and it just kind of speaks of what God told us through the scriptures that um, about the grand way of life. You know, when you work the soil, you, you just stay connected to God because you have to depend on Him more. So anyway, we thank you, Alexander, and want to hear back from you later. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a break right now. As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? Do we really have a choice in the next election? Or do we get to choose what the powers that be give us? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? You are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how can that be, you won't after reading Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. A couldn't-put-it-down book. Thrilling. Motivating. Edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Order on MEJ.com or at your local bookstore. Or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. The Miracle of Remember When It Rains CD is available free for all those who will help fund Radio Wave to keep it broadcasting. Call now this evening, toll-free, 1-888-672-WAVE to make a donation and receive a free copy of Remember When It Rains. Call 888 672 wave. We are answering phones throughout the rebroadcast. Again, call 888-672-WAVE. That is 888-672-9283 for your free copy. You are listening to a rebroadcast of the Radio Wave premiere. Phones are being answered to give your support to Radio Wave. Call 888-672-WAVE. That's 888-672-9283, toll free. We'd like to welcome you back to the program again. Uh, once again, we're going to take some calls. Uh, it looks like we have Frank uh, on line one. You want to send Frank over on line one? Hello? Yeah, you there, Frank? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. 
Hey, we're here uh, with some friends and family. Just uh, uh, you know, listen to the broadcast tonight, and it was uh, just awesome. We, you know, we want to thank you for it. Uh, just you know, the most awesome experience of our life, being there for our lady's birthday, and uh, you know, to have this, uh, you know, to remember it. Um, really exciting for the kids who uh, will never forget it, and. Uh, just God bless you guys for uh, everything you do, and um, really turned out awesome. We're uh, having a good time. Just wanted to call and say thank you, and uh, send our love from Celia and Dan and everybody here. Yeah, tell, tell them we said hi. You got uh, many people with you tonight? Yeah, we just got some um, friends and some family locally. Uh, um, some field angels called us, but they, they uh, couldn't make it out. We, didn't have, we don't have a lot close to us here, kind of out in the country a little bit. That's good. We have Joan with us in the studio, too. She just came in after the break. So um, she's listening with us. And then, uh, Frank, we, we uh, appreciate everything you do for us. Frank's been a big help to us in the mission in a lot of ways. So uh, him and see his wife. So we want to thank them. And we're glad y'all be, are able to tune in tonight. Yeah, well, you've been a big help to us, too. So so thank you, and uh, and God bless. Hey, Frank. Hey, hi, Joan. How are you? <laughs> Real good. <laughs> So, what did you think about the uh, production tonight? Oh, it was just—it uh, was just beautiful. It was um, really awesome, and uh, you know, just to hear everybody and you know to um, remember, you know, that day. We we thought it was kind of awesome that it was like Fatima, except the five days before Fatima, it rained, and then the sun descended down upon them. In the five days before this, it was a drought, and the rain and hail descended on us. But <laughs> it was uh, really a joyful experience that um, you know the family will never forget, and uh, just an awesome miracle. You had um, told me a couple weeks back that how that day has stayed in the memory of even your small children, and that they always um, like to talk about that storm. They do. Uh, it was, you know, the the awesome storm, but the kids had such a joy that there wasn't any fear, and they were, uh, you know, they like to tell people how they were um, dancing in the rain, and we had a, a tarp that we made a little tent out of, and the, uh, the kids were all playing. John was one, and Joseph was three. Uh, Teresa was six, and Patrick was five, and and, uh, and Anthony was there, and... Um, just very awesome experience for the whole family. Okay, Frank. Well, we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight, and um, we uh, thank you for all your prayers for the mission. Yeah, thank you, Joan. God bless. God bless. Okay, we've got uh, we've got uh, Medjugorje on the line on line three. Go ahead and send it over. Uh, this is Will from Medjugorje. Hello, you there? Hey Ray, how are you doing? Great. Well, hey Will. Hi. You must be upstairs in the mission house. It sounds like a little yes, echo I there. Am. Yeah, your acoustics aren't real good, but. Well, I can move around if you want me to. <laughs> so, how are things in Medjugorje right now? Uh, busy. There's a lot of pilgrims, especially from Ireland. There's uh, the mass last night. Uh, the birthday, the feast of the Our Lady's birth was was full outside 
I mean, it was, there's a lot of people here right now, especially from Ireland. Not many Americans, but uh, there's a lot from Ireland. Uh, Are you heading up the uh, Cross Mountain in a few hours? Yeah, it won't be long. In a couple hours, we'll get, we got to get up there before the crowds get up there. Every year so. um, around this time, the um, Hope Parish goes up uh, Cross Mountain for um, the Feast of the uh, Exaltation of the Cross. And um, our two community members who are in Medjugorje right now, Will and Greg, are going to be joining them, so they are... Um, having a little bit of a sacrifice, joining us at this time of night in Medjugorje and not being able to go right to bed, but heading up Cross Mountain. But uh, you're going to remember all of us in your prayers up there, right? Yeah, radio wave too. Okay. Because uh, I tell you what, on that, uh, this is the first time I heard the production, and uh, if anybody wasn't in the field, they were tonight because it was it was. Uh, it, it's not just brought back memories. It, it it'll put you there. I, the production I, I felt was just is awesome. It's uh, touching people's hearts. It had to because it it really felt like you were there again. And uh, I think for people that weren't there, it really put them there. And uh, I'm sure it'll touch many many hearts. Well, Sunday is the um, the four, September 14th is the day of the. the Feast of the Cross, and it's one of the biggest days for Croatia. So you have uh, more Croatians there than probably any other time of the year. Right. And uh, But they always celebrate the Sunday preceding the 14th, so I, I'd actually forgotten about that. So tomorrow will be a mm-hmm. tremendous day for y'all. Yeah, uh, there'll be a lot of people up the mountain, I'm sure. And then, uh, so what time is it there right now? Right now, it's 10 till 4. Oh, well, you're really up. Y'all stayed up all night? Yep. No, we got a little nap in. Oh, so is we Greg. wanted to make sure we could stay awake for the So is Greg, is Greg there? Yeah, he's right here. Yeah, let us talk to him for just a second. All righty. You can say hello there to you your kids here, Will, first. Well, do you want me to name them all? No, but they're, 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 they're all listening. Long. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Greg. Greg. Here is Greg. Hello. So, Greg. This is Greg. So, what did you think about it? Remember when oh, it rained? It was awesome. It really was. It really it struck me. I rem- it brought back to mind the the uh, how how fast the storm came up, and and uh, just right at the moment of apparition, you saw this great big huge bolt of lightning right down the middle, right right down the center of the house, right where Maria was was standing, right at apparition time, right, and it, and it really that was the one thing that really really struck me in. Uh, and um it, that really just brought that back to me and um and then then the celebration uh, everybody was in a joyous spirit it was just so it was so um just just uh in, enlightened everybody and levitated everybody's hearts you know so so really uh a beautiful experience so mm-hmm. um so you've been busy in the mission house these days. Yes, yes. Uh, there are a lot of people here right now, and we've been busy the last few days. Um, people coming in the mission house, and uh, we expect the, that mountain tomorrow um, with the uh, triumph of the cross, or it's actually this morning, because it's 4 in the morning, be later on this morning, 11 o'clock. Um, there will be, uh, uh, since 1933, the... Um, 
when the when the cross is built on top of the mountain, every year they've had a uh, a mass and celebration uh, on this day, and um, you can call it the triumph of the cross. And we expect that uh, it will be a uh, the mountain will be just uh, full of people, and uh, we're going to try to cover that event and um, uh, go up the mountain with everyone else and experience it. And um, <clears throat> so uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things from the sermon last night um, was that uh, wherever uh, people are walking on the mountain, that all the struggles of mankind down through history, the, the one question that, that, that answers everyone's search was that the presence of God um, be in our hearts, and that Mary has come um, to Medjugorje to bring to bear again Jesus in our hearts, and that is the uh, that was the, the message for people that go up on the mountain to again bring the presence of God to their hearts, and that was the the whole the whole uh, um, in a nutshell the, uh, the sermon last night. So. Well, Greg, um, yeah. if you and Will, when you when you uh, go up the mountain in an hour or two, if you would just um, remember all the people that have tuned in to today with uh, Radio Wave and remember their intentions up on Cross Mountain for all their struggles and heartaches and things that they are trying to uh, convert in their own hearts, and um, it would be a great blessing for all of them. And we thank you for calling in. And uh, it was nice to hear your voices. God bless. Thank you. God bless y'all. Okay, we've got uh, David from uh, Florence, Alabama on the line. David, are you there? You there, David? I am. Can you hear me, Terry? Yes, I'm here. Terry, I'm I'm actually in a little small community called St. Florian, Alabama, just outside of Florence. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And I'm privileged to be friends with Adrian Eckel and his wife, Beth. Mm Mm-hmm. And their children, they're members of Caritas, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was asked to go down to Birmingham to stare at the day that y'all were going to celebrate Mary's birthday. And through problems I had up here, I wasn't able to get down there, but I still wanted to watch on the news. We have a, y'all are in stare, it's about two and a half hours south of where we are up here in our corner of Alabama. But with that, I guess what I'm trying to say is that. I watched the news that night to see if I could see anything about Mary's birthday. I knew that, you know, a lot of times Mary's not given her just due in the media. But with that, they talked about this incredible storm that came up out of nowhere, and they showed all this down power lines, down traffic lights, and they said it was just in a little bit of this area right here, and it didn't affect much more of Alabama. And I remember the meteorologist specifically saying how bizarre it was because there was no other storms behind it. It popped up out of nowhere out of a beautiful day. And, you know, you could see this puzzled look on his face, you know, and mm-hmm. so with that, I just wanted to share with you all this, you know, you know, it was a bewilderment to some there. Yeah, it was uh, shocking to a lot of people the way it came out. You know, you say, okay, whether we've seen hailstorms, we've seen, you know, lightning flash, we've been in storms, but the, nobody that was here. Not one soul 
didn't have something to place in heart that this was some action of God. Oh, without uh, a doubt. Yeah, especially the night before when we did the, the Mary's Eve rosary and, and uh, talked about the storm. And for that to come out and for the day to be like it was, sunshine, and then the storm come from no place, uh, it's inevitably wrote on people's heart that this was something profound and, and something that, that, they'll, that they know is a momentous part of their life. Without a doubt, it's like you say, Mary wants God to be known. She's, again, being the humble servant, because here it is on August 5th, she tells us, is her birthday. But that, when you, if you do simple math, 8 minus 5 is 3. There's the Blessed Trinity again. Mm-hmm. 2005, 5 minus 2, it's 3. Mary's the humble servant. They're recognizing the Trinity all over again on what? 2021st birthday. Mm-hmm. 1 minus 1. It's three, the Trinity again. She's just being so humble. And as she says, you know, she is the handmaid of the Lord. How she rejoices in God, her Savior. We repeatedly see the message where they said that God wants to speak to you through many ways, through nature, through through man, and through various other ways. And this is just one more thing when you start looking at all the circumstances and how they come together. There's no question God's wanting to speak to us in a strong way. Without a doubt, God's providence. So much. I mean, your, your caller before was talking about speaking, God speaking to our hearts. I told Adrian's children, Adrian and Beth's children tonight, looked right at him. I said, Jesus is also in your hearts. He wants you to know the next person that you come in contact with so that he can be known through you so that you can know the Jesus through their hearts. So, well, thank you, David. Pray you're for welcome. Our, pray I will for our work. And to pray for y'all. And pray for our mission. And, and I will. I certainly will. God bless you all, and thank you all for being so good to be right there with Mary. All right. Thank you, David. Okay, we've got uh, Joanne from Rochester, New York. Joanne, are you there? Joanne, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hello. Hello, Joanne. Uh, hello. I'm from Rochester, New York, and there is no such thing as coincidence. Um, I was there uh, the day, August 5th, and I was there for the storm with my niece. Um, my father died in 1995, and he knew before, or my sister and I knew, that August 5th, which is the feast day of Our Lady of the Snows, um, he kept having a dream of a beautiful lady with snow falling. And so it came to pass. He did die on August 5th in 1995. Mm. And many wonderful things, um, I'll go, not go into it, have happened that are very different. Um, Our Lady of the Snows down in uh, Missouri, um, that monastery that's there. But on August 5th, that morning, I uh, went to Mass. I, I was kind of making a deal with Our Lady, and I said, you know... It's the feast day of Our Lady of the Snows. I know it's your birthday. Could you please make it snow? And then I felt very embarrassed, you know, kind of trying to cut a deal with her. And um, the day was so beautiful, and I, you know, there was a couple. We were just a few rows from where Mar- uh, Maria was, and um, I thought, you know what, it's, it, it's so hot, and she's not coming down yet for her apparition, and... There is no way it's going to snow. And then when things changed, my heart, um, uh, I just, the, the, the actual storm during that 
during the apparition, I felt like I, uh, the lady behind me, I think I was just so happy yet frightened. She tapped me on the shoulder and put her hand out and said, look it, she said, because I told her I felt so embarrassed and ridiculous that I had asked our lady to please make it snow. But it was so cold. That hail was the size of very like a small peas, you know, and it was not snow, but it was icy hail. And for me, that was a, a, a confirmation that she was able to give my father a kiss and in heaven, and that my father, perhaps somehow, some way, was out there in the fields, you know, had come just for maybe seconds. Mm-hmm. I felt Our Lady's presence, and as I did tonight, this radio wave uh, program was phenomenal. Um, I could sense her, her presence with it, and um, I just wanted to thank you and uh, give a testimony of um, having, having something like this and um, just what Our Lady did. Uh, to me, it's not a coincidence. So it was a, just a confirmation. And I have to say, I was very frightened, and I almost thought, this is, I'm doing something wrong. This is, you know, we shouldn't be out here in this field. And the people up in the front that were part of Kiritas, I could see peace and smiles on their faces during the storm, and they were nodding their heads, and they, they, they basically were almost radiating the peace, and it came out to the crowd. You know, Joanne, um, the, the only thing we didn't have that day in, in the way of weather was snow. <laughs> but um, uh, just reflecting on the memories my, myself this evening, um, you know, nobody looks forward to getting drenched in a rainstorm, and um, and I think many of us thought, you know, we're just going to be tested, and the storm would blow over. And uh, as the apparition time grew nearer, we realized it wasn't going to pass us by. But um, to have the complete uh, takeover of the weather, just completely being drenched and caught in this terrific storm. The surprise was that the joy that just filled our hearts and knowing this was something that God has sent to us as a gift was was uh, so overwhelming and um, and it was the gift the gift was the storm and just like Our Lady she's always the one who ends up giving the gift on her own birthday and um, it's just been a beautiful to hear everyone's testimony. And, and uh, their memories that they're still so present in everyone's minds. Oh, yes. And, you know, like I say, just the, the radiance that came from the staff's face, because there was a little bit of fear, a little bit of doubt. There was definite excitement, but, there, you know, there was that fear. But then, uh, then to learn that Our Lady was born and, and, our, and God created this storm because He wanted the world to know our Lady uh, presence on this earth, it then it all clicked and it made sense to me. But that ra- radiance of peace, I just think, um, filled that that field. Yes. 
It was very fun. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. Oh, and it was, I will it was so strange. It was so fun. <laughs> oh, yes, and hopefully I will go on a pilgrimage uh, with you to Medjugorje. I've, I've been there three times. I can sense the call to go again. Um, so, you know, our ladies got it all in control, and what will be will be. So thank you. Well, for thank you for your call, Joanne. God bless. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, um, for those of you who want to call in, the phone number, uh, once again, is 888-672-9283. That's 888-672-WAVE. If you're calling outside of the United States, Canada, Guam, or the U.S. Virgin Islands, the number is 205-672-9977. Go ahead ahead and send... uh, Oh, you you did get her. Okay. Go ahead and send Didi over to us. Didi, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. How are you doing? Just fine. Hi, Dee Dee. Hi. Hi, Dee Dee. You made it back to Tennessee from last night, huh? Yeah, it, uh, I would have called earlier uh, tonight, but it was I couldn't talk, and I was privileged to be to listen to this twice so far, and to have actually been there in the field and witnessed all this um, was amazing. But the the thing that gets me is when you first go through a miracle like this. You want to share it with somebody, but actually voice words to it kind of lessens the experience. And it took me a while before I could really share it with anybody because you just can't find the words. And then at other times when I talk to people about Medjugorje Caritas, it's you know it's like I want to sh- put my hands on their shoulders and say, okay, listen to what I'm about to say. God is sending Our Lady, the Queen of the Universe, to give us messages since 1981. Why isn't there a stampede to Medjugorje? Why aren't churches constantly taking groups over there? Why don't we have millions of Medjugorje prayer groups in the United States? And how can you not go? How can you not experience the graces that we're getting now? It's, it just floors me. Well, Didi, this is one of the things that always amazes me, is that you have the Mother of God coming down every day and, and, get, and, and communicating to us in a way that's never happened in history. I remember a while back uh, a priest was talking about Medjugorje like 20 years ago, and it was like it didn't even faze me. And I wish at the time he would have just stared me in the face and said, Go to Medjugorje. Hear what I'm saying. Go before it's too late, because pretty soon there will be no more time. What are you waiting for? You know, there's no better time. Put everything else off because it doesn't matter. Go now. Book a trip. So everybody can experience why millions and millions of people go, and not just once. But I'm mm-hmm. talking to people who've gone seven times, eight times. You know, why? Why do they keep going? You know, you need to go to experience it for your own self, because I was there on Our Lady's 25th anniversary, and I remember being really close to the place where Our Lady appeared uh, to Maria, and... Um, one of the members in the in Caritas group uh, said, look at the sun. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, right. Because uh, there, there are so many sights, so many sounds, so many things going on. You're just totally inundated with the whole experience. And I looked at the sun, and it was like moving and turning and spinning. And a lady right next to me didn't see anything. I, she mm-hmm. couldn't stare into the sun. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what a grace to be able to experience this and the peace. And mm-hmm. you're united with everybody else throughout the whole world that are feeling the same way you are, and it, 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 you just can't share the experience. And that's why when you come here to the States, you want everybody to feel the same way that we feel, to, 
to be able to go through that whole experience. But you know what? There is no better time. There is no more excuses greater than your choice that you need to go to Medjugorje now. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, Our Lady is so patient, and um, we all have the opportunity to hear the voice, but it's up to us for how we respond to it. And we can get really frustrated in wanting to see changes in people more than what we see, but I think it's enough sometimes just to plant the seed and let um, Our Lady take it from there. And um, it's our enthusiasm and it's our responsibility to, as those who have heard the call and have had the call touch our hearts to be enthusiastic and to continue to do all we can to um, spread the message with our lives. And um, so... Um, these opportunities of just being with Our Lady on August 5th and experiencing the storm, um, you know, we will have the opportunity to witness to this more and more in the future. And, uh, you know, the rest we just put in Our Lady's hands. Well, and I have one last thing to say, and that is thank God for Caritas. Thank God for you. Thank you, Dee Dee. For um, all those listening, Dee Dee's one of the, the people that contacts us very often, and she's always coming to us with new ideas of how to spread the message. She's very enthusiastic, and, <laughs> and um, we appreciate her enthusiasm and, and her suggestions, and uh, it's through people like her that we are even uh, have attempted to, to do the, the radio wave. Um, it's through the... the people walking in the desert out there who don't feel the connection um, and want to be connected more deeply because they, we need each other in this walk of yeah. conversion. So well, we amen. thank you. We thank you, Dee Dee, and uh, <laughs> keep sending the suggestions. Thank you, Dee Dee. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. 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 Once again, you're listening to Radio Wave. We're going to take a short break. Darlene uh, from Lake Norman, North Carolina, we know that you've called about three or four times. Hang on the line. We'll get right back to you as soon as the, uh, as soon as the break's over. <laughs> This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Magigoria. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Magigoria. The Blessed Mother, Mary, Mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. Pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. There are a special number of discounted seats available for a short time. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218.
You are listening to a rebroadcast of the Radio Wave premiere. Phones are being answered to give your support to Radio Wave. Call 888-672-WAVE. That's 888-672-9283, toll free. And send us uh, Jennifer from Indianapolis, Indiana. Can you hear us, Jennifer? I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Jennifer Lindbergh from Indianapolis. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Joan. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? Good. We just wanted to call in, my husband and I, and we weren't able to be there because um, uh, July 13th we gave, I gave birth to our second child, Claire, so it was a little too quick to come down. But, you know, my husband was like, what a good idea this is. And we all made like a little family little picnic and had a birthday cake to Mary, and all our kids fell asleep listening to you know, that wonderful production, and we just wanted to reiterate kind of what the community member said in Medjugorje. It's like, if you weren't there after hearing this, you were there. And it really made us, you know, it brought just a lot of things home, because sure, we'd read about some of the things you guys had said, but this production just was really great, and just really, you know, put your heart there, and so we just wanted to thank you guys and tell you that, you know, it's working. Even by people weren't there, you know, they, they're right on it, so... You know, it's funny because um, there's lots of people that, you know, weren't able to really, you know, just like you, traveled to um, to the Caritas on August 5th. and um, But Our Lady, she's a lot bigger than that. And, and we really always feel that for all the hearts that aren't actually able to come and be right there in the field but have a longing to be with Our Lady, that the blessings and the graces that uh, she bestows upon those who are actually present there are brought to all of her children that um, are there in spirit. And um, so it's, um, I think, something that we, we feel in our hearts. That this production was something that Our Lady desired to happen because she wanted to also embrace all those who didn't have the opportunity to experience this storm, but um, that she remembered everyone on her birthday that day all those who are present and all those who uh, were there in their hearts. Oh, that's right. And I want to tell you, this radio wave, too, it helps connect everyone to you guys at Caritas because it's just so nice to hear your voices. <laughs> you <laughs> know, it's too. like, oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> so, And then you remember all your wonderful times there. So thank you so much. Well, God bless you okay, and your you family, too. Bye-bye. Jennifer. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got uh, Darlene. I think this is Darlene from uh, Lake Norman, North Carolina. Darlene, are you there? Darlene, Hello? can you hear us? Yes, I, yes I'm here. Hi, Darlene. Hi, Joni. I just want to say thank you so, so much for allowing Terry and Bob and I to relive that day on Our Lady's birthday during that storm. The, the production that you gave was so vivid that I could just close my eyes and I was there again. And to, and to re-experience that was just so profound for me. Mm. And um, one of the things that, that I wanted to mention is, we, I remember as we were walking away, I said to Bob and to, and to Mary, I said, what's wrong with this picture? I said, we are in the middle of a field during this horrific storm with a lone 150-foot pine tree surrounded by an iron fence, and we're kneeling on the ground next to <laughs> extension cords that I'm sure are surrounded. And I said, and you know, and, and I have a tremendous peace about it. And I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing those black, black, black clouds come across the mountain and the thunder and the lightning striking and everything. And in spite of everything, you couldn't see, you couldn't hear. And trying to pray, and, and then when the hail started and it was beating us, 
pieces. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, it, it was just still so profound and so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember someone saying afterwards that one of the security guards, what, the men that are out there directing the traffic, because mm-hmm. the traffic was so bad, mm-hmm. he could not believe all of those people stayed in that field. He goes, I want what they have. Yeah. What is making them stay there? What is keeping all those people? Because <laughs> he expected everyone to get up and just start running. Exactly. Exactly. And that did not happen. And, and that witness alone was enough for an experience for, for someone to question, you know, where they were with God and what was going on here. Yeah, it was a really beautiful witness for the um, uh the sheriffs that um, were helping with the crowd control and everything. Exactly. They were exactly. waiting to see a trampede of people running from the field. And mm-hmm. um, when that storm kept going and, and they didn't see a single soul leave the field until much later, and when they saw them coming, everyone was laughing joyously, soaking to the skin, and give, passing them, giving them hugs on the road. And, you know, it's just an awesome, an awesome experience it, for it them. It was an awesome, awesome experience. And then, you know, uh, uh, Mary and Bob and I also went on the charter flight um, the following day we, when we left to go to uh, Medjugorje. And I remember that when we got there, um, we were at Maria's Chapel for a, that private mass. Mm-hmm. And it, during that mass and during the apparition, it stormed again. <laughs> yeah. And it was absolutely that, that astounding. Was, um, that was for Our Lady's Assumption in Medjugorje. For, um... Exactly. And then that was, no, the, the, the first time it rained in Medjugorje, the storm in Medjugorje, was we were just at Maria's for a mass fair. That's right. And then, and when we came out, there was this gorgeous rainbow mm-hmm. over the Apparition Hill. Mm-hmm. And then when, on the Feast of the Assumption, when we were back at Maria's house, and we were, we were all around, it poured <laughs> again. I was standing and, next to Maria at that, at that moment, and she um, was stunned by that, especially that uh, after the birth of Mary in the, in the Marian Mysteries where it talks about a rainbow after her birth, and then here's the storm comes out, and then here's the rainbow comes out. And Maria, you know, for her to see Our Lady and to see the look on her face at this turn in, it was like it raised her eyebrows, and she was, she was deeply moved by it. I, I, I was deeply moved by it. I was just so, it was just so profound. And, and also that night we went back over to, um, uh, to Ivan's apparition, Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there, and it's and it, it, it the sky just opened up again. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting. I remember thinking, I can't believe this. I'm sitting in the mud. I was literally sitting in the mud. And and when I was walking back with uh, the little nun that was from um, uh, somewhere in South America, we, we were walking and talking and going back to the Pansia. And I remember thinking, what a baptism this has been for me. Mm-hmm. A rebaptism. It's like. Our Lady, you know, like I said, sitting in the mud, my clothes were filthy, they were sinking from the mud, and I still, I felt so uh, rejuvenated and re- revigorated in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like a new baptism, and Our Lady was just washing the earth from all of the mud and all of the sin. That's and a, it was just very so deep. Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy. And we thank you for calling tonight. And um uh, keep Thank it, you again keep for us in your prayers. And we're really happy to be able to come on tonight and, and, and have the, uh, the radio program be available to us. Well, God bless you. God bless, God bless you. Bye-bye. We've got uh, J.P. from my, J.P. Samosa from Miami, Florida. J.P., are you there? J.P., can you hear us? Yes, yes. 
Hello, JP. Hey, Hi, JP. How are, how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing great. The only thing that I'm missing is uh, the the radio show that I couldn't listen from Miami. I put uh, I was on the computer, and then all of a sudden, when the time came, you know, I was waiting. I was counting down, counting the 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 time to to see it, to to listen to it, and then all of a sudden, in the and the screen, it came, redirecting, please wait, redirecting, please wait. Oh, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, no events scheduled for this month. Oh, no. And yes. then I started calling, you know, this uh, phone number, 1888, and uh, it says that uh, they didn't have any connection, that please to try it later. Oh. And I was almost crying, you know, in tears, saying, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to miss it. But then, you know, I thought, well, if uh, that's what God wants me to do, then I offer that for, for characters and for the Blessed Mother for her intentions. Well, J- JP's uh, experienced a, a, a big conversion here in uh, November 24th, 1988 in the field with Our Lady. and has gone to Mass every day since that time. Oh, yes. And uh, <clears throat> been kept up with the mission for a long, long time. And so uh, we hate you miss it, but we, you'll be able to pick it up. It's, I think it's going to be streamed after this for the next five days. Everybody will be able to tune in and listen to this. I have so, uh, two friends, you know, that they were waiting to it, and they called me and said, JP, we can't do it. We can't we can make it. I said, well, I'm the same the same thing, so offer that for the intentions of a Blessed Mother, and that's what we all did. Well, it'll be worth the wait when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, when do you think you're going to be able to, to listen to it again? Riaz, I think yeah, it'll be on tomorrow. For sure. On tomorrow, at yeah. what time? Anybody can pull it. It'll right? be uh, it'll be on all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, I've received so many graces, you know, from November twenty. November twenty sixth is when I enter nineteen years ago, in in your house, uh, and I've received so many blessings, and my conversion came through that. And I'm so grateful to the Blessed Mother and to all of you characters because you've been doing great things. And even though I don't go as frequently as I want to, you know, but I'm praying every day. I have my daily mass. I have my rosary. And it's increasing every day and every day. And I have, well, in front of me, I have a look what happened while you were sleeping, you know, reading that book. Mm-hmm. And my life changed so much. After you remember, Terry, I was working at that time for the federal government. I was working in radio. Mm-hmm. And after that, well, I retired from radio. Uh, after 10 years, and uh, I don't know, I have a, a special blessing also, you know, and all of a sudden I had an offer to work on television. I didn't want to do it, but then I talked to Monsignor Roman, which was my spiritual director at that time, and I said, but Monsignor working for television. You know, all of a sudden I said, JP, I see God's hands there. They need you there. So I started working as a supervisor in uh, Telemundo Network. Well, JP, come see us soon uh, in the field. We'd love to see you up here. And uh, I know you had a lot of experience on radio in the past, doing Radio Free Cuba for yes. years. And yes. uh, uh, well, I worked for uh, uh, oh my God, for Radio Marti, mm-hmm. through the broadcast uh, to Cuba, and. Uh, I was very happy with that time, and I have a great experience in that. God gave me that uh, opportunity for me to do it. And I owe to you, you know, I started in translating uh, the book and st- translation, all the things that, 
and God put me all, all the time. He puts me in the right path, and I'm following. I'm just praying, as you said in your books and your newsletters, you know. Praying is the main thing in my life. I have uh, prayer. is is my life. I can look some, sometimes when I wake up and I cannot go to Mass or pray the way I want it, you know, the day is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. receive so many blessings after I enter into the operation. I haven't been in the Medjugorje, never. Mm-hmm. What I received so much in that in your room that day, November the 26th, 19 years ago, that, well, my last... Was it November 26th? November 26th is okay. when I entered. I said November 24th. Well, 24th was the first day that I went. Okay, that's right. But I didn't enter into it until November the 26th. I always uh, keep it in my mind, and praying and praying. And you never miss a Thanksgiving to call and uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank Our Lady for that conversion. Okay, so, well, well, God bless you, Jay. God bless and you, I thank Jay. you all also. Well, good to that. hear from you. Okay, take care. For, uh, before we take the next call, I want to just pause just for a minute because time's slipping away tonight. Um, I'd like to call attention to, to Radio Wave. We've got... Uh, uh, a lot going on with it. We, we're we going to be broadcasting this pretty well set in concrete on the 2nd of the month and on the 25th of the month. The 2nd of the month, of course, is the apparition to Mariana, which we're getting more and more serious as, as we've seen the last several months. And the 25th, of course, is Maria's message. And, of course, we communicate to her real strongly, and, and uh, I frequently talk to her. And so we've got a lot of insights just to what's going on in her life and, and with the messages and that's what we want to be able to share and people calling about the message and and uh and we want to add program to that a different program to fill in between the 2nd and the 25th. We cannot do that if we don't have your support. Uh we've been online now since a year this September. Last September was our first uh month that we went online. We we had I think 20,000 hits that month just word of mouth. From there it went to like 80,000. Uh, we now are hitting close to uh, 1 million hits a month. So we've grown by leaps and bounds as far as people tuning into what we're doing. We've got a lot of uh, learning curves, just even with you, as you can see tonight on our first broadcast. But uh, that's par for the course, and, and uh, we'll get better at it. The thing that uh, I'd like to address to you is that uh, every mission has to be funded, and there's always a, concept, uh, a misconception that uh, when things are expanding that, you know, people are, are paying for that. And we uh, have posted on Medj.com to keep it online that we need your donations. Uh, we have purposely avoided saying anything as far as what, uh, in regards to what our donations are or how much we get in. But what I want to expose to you, something in a, mi- in a minute, is, is how much we've made or has been donated to Medj.com from last September to this September. And uh, we've made great strides in expanding the mission through our labor and through our efforts. Even the studio, we cut our own wood and we, we have our own sawmills. So a lot of this is done by our labor. Of course, the technical equipment we have to buy. But... Uh, what we want you to understand and have the real picture of is that from last September to this September, we've collected through donations the grand total of $2,000. That should shock people. Now, <clears throat> we 
there's a, a phenomenon we've noticed in that that when you expand or you're 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 out there that the next person's supporting it. We don't have that. For us to continue with Meds.com, for us to do what we need to do, we need technicians. Obviously, you see tonight we we have uh, Riaz just doing everything technical and just starting off as a real hiccup, and uh, we need two technicians here tonight. We started off Meds.com with two people that were on staff. The donations didn't come. We didn't bark or harp about that because we didn't want to say anything about that. And so uh, we we uh, we feel it's important that you understand what we have in front of us. That we Saint uh, Ignatius was had one of his communities that were very successful spiritually, but financially they weren't making it. And there's a financial side for us to be able to continue what we do, just as it was with Saint Ignatius or any other ministry. It's got to be supported. What we'd like to do is open up tonight that we can raise uh, a basic, a basic from the second of the month to the twenty-fifth of the month, so we can broadcast more and do more programming and more productions. What you just did, we we footed this bill. One reason it took two years is funding. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Even though a, a production like this, you may think uh, can be done, there's expenses involved with that. Uh, Joan can uh, can share on that. You know the difficulties we have. Um, it, it's a an eye-opening experience. Just just the amount of time uh, it takes, even to put a five just five minutes into a production. How often it has to go back and forth um, to get just the right nuance, just the right uh, sound. Um, how many tries and do-overs that have to happen to make it um, perfect. And uh, whenever we do anything at Caritas for Our Lady, we shoot for perfection. And always, um, it's never quite there, but um, Our Lady said that everything that we do with the heart is precious to her. So we try from here to do everything with the heart. And um, so we, we can do only what we can do with our own labor here, but again, without the funding, we are stuck in the mud. And... Um, we know that the need is out there to reach hearts. We know that we have to compete in a world that's very visual, that um, where there's an unlimited amount of funds for everything that Satan has going on. And uh, we feel very strongly that this is our time to, to move forward, but we can't move forward um, through just our own hands. Um, our, our plan is, is if we have 3,000 people out there that can give $1 a week, that's all we're asking. We don't want to be administrating that. We don't want to have to be counting that. We want to set it up where it's automatic deductions. PayPal is something that's very secure. That's who we've gone through. We've got a whole system, and we've been established with them for a year. And uh, <clears throat> I know the problem with identity death now is very big. It's the safest thing out there, basically. And uh, it's as secure as you're going to get. We, ourselves... Uh, need that as a minimum budget to continue and to bring what we, our ladies inspired us to bring to you, just such as you hear tonight with the production Remember When It Rained. The uh, 3,000 people giving $1 a week is a $3,000 budget a week. We need immediately to hire two technicians to, to, to help staff this, to run this thing smoother, to have it where we're operating where we need to do and to expand it. We've already had calls here tonight from Malta. We have 
one call, I, they just signaled us, he's caught seven times tonight already trying to get on. So there's a hunger to connect with other Medjugorje people. And when you hear people share or, or we can talk and we can go on some kind of detail about the message that day or some of the things you've read on Medj or some things you get through the Caritas newsletter or through the fill Lounge information we send out, uh, people repeatedly tells us it keeps me on my knees. Thank you for the enthusiasm uh, that you give to our hearts to the messages. And and because of that, uh, you know, I, I'm progressing in a spiritual life. And we all know that the, that Our Lady is more urgent in her messages. We are not naive. We are establishing um, a network and a stronger outreach with the purpose of what Our Lady said June 25th, night, uh, this past year. And she said it's God's desire to convert the entire world. Now, if in the time of grace, if we're not preparing ourselves to be able to reach the entire world, or to feed the entire world, how are we going to do it? So our ladies repeated this, told us to use this time of grace well. And so we're taking these steps, but we can't do it, even with our labor, even with our heart, if we don't have your support. So what we're asking tonight is that you call next week. Tonight, even later, we're going to be answering the phones after this. Our 672-2000 number, that's 205-672-2000. And just commit a dollar a week. If you're on Social Security... There's really no reason anyone cannot give $1 a week. If you can give $10 a week, you're covering for 10 people. But we need that number to reach 3000 for a basic, a basic, basic funding that we can progress. So <clears throat> we need um, this. If, um, somebody signal me something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but it's very critical that we get this funding. And so, you know, that means 300 people can do it if they do $10 a week. And most people can do that. And, and uh, the scriptures repeatedly say that for sin, the best, um, the best uh, things for atone for sin is almsgiving. Not even penance. It repeatedly says almsgiving. So we know that our these messages bring sinners to conversion. And there's nothing you can do to help more with our lady's plans aside from your prayers and your penance and your fasting um, and peace that you put establish in life, but to do what our lady asked for this. So this is something real important. We don't want to harp on it, but we need you to be, each one of you out there, and to find people out there, and we'll let you know the numbers we get that will do this at least $1 a week if you can be one, do $20 a week. Whoever you are, we really need this to continue what we're doing. Here's just one uh, feedback that we received um, uh, August 25th. This is from Frankie from Massachusetts. It says, I just need to say thank you for all the work you do. You make the rest of us happy because we can't be there with you or in Medjugorje. But you keep us glued to our PC and the loads of information you give us. I'm not sure if you realize the impact you're having on the rest of us. I've started praying more and fasting more and offering it up to Our Lady. And this is because of you. Thank you so much for bringing me closer to Christ through Our Lady. And another one. This is from Alyssa from Galveston, Texas. Dear Community of Caritas. I'm sorry, this just came in. Um, it says, What a beautiful, beautiful, amazing story. As I listened to the story of the events of August 5, 2005, I felt I was there in the field with you. 
I felt like you might have felt knowing she is here, she is here. She has arrived and is here with us. This is how I felt October 11, 2003, when I was graced with my first visit to your wonderful community in Alabama. There in the chapel of St. Anne, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Later, praying alone with my mom in the field and throughout my short, short visit to Caritas, I felt the same. She is here. I experienced a peace and joy that I have never experienced before. Then and now, I was filled with tears of happiness. My conversion was born that day. I have not visited you since 2004, and I long to be there at Caritas once again. Thank you for your goodness, kindness, and forgiveness to those of us who at times forget your mission at Caritas is Our Ladies and the Lord's will. God bless you, and peace be with you. Love, Alyssa. You know, these are the kind of comments that that we hear from thousands of people, from letters that we get in. And um, our, our, we don't want to spend our time in trying to fund what we do. We want to put our efforts in the response and the writings and the printing and everything we put out and what we're building now with Radio Wave. And and uh, this is why we're saying that we want this as automatic deducts. Uh, all we do is push a button and that's there. We don't mess with it as far as, as uh, administration and we can go on and be free to do the spiritual work our ladies called us to do. So this depends on you. We want you to consider this very strongly. And uh, just giving up Cokes for a week could be, could, you know, one Coke a week uh, would give that dollar. So it's not anything anybody could do. It's not going to overburden somebody. And uh, we need the help. And if you're capable of doing something much more, we need that. So we don't want to go more, you know, spend the whole evening talking about this. But it is a serious step that we must have. If you like, remember when it rained and then what we'll be doing and, and a lot of plans. You know, uh, a lot of things we're doing today we thought of 10 years ago. And what we'll be doing next year we thought of, you know, years ago. But it's got to be supported by you. So we ask you from the heart to really take that in consideration and, and uh, to call 205-672-2000. Even now you can call or right after this broadcast call. And and uh, you can talk to somebody from the community, and we'll be staffing the phones for at least one hour after we go off the broadcast in probably 20 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, once again, you're listening to Radio Wave. We we do have a caller that's been uh, on the line for, I think, about 20 minutes or so, and we'll uh, send Matthew over here. Matthew's been waiting real patiently for us. Matthew, are you there? Hello. Hi, Matthew. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. Good. I was uh, calling just to let you guys know that um, me and my wife were not fortunate enough to be there on August 5th, but we came last year on April 1st and visited uh, the community there, the Caritas community. And we came down, um, one, because basically at Adoration, me and my wife had got to hear about uh, Caritas down in Alabama there. And uh, my military had brought us down there, um, and I had some training mm-hmm. pretty close by, so we decided to come. Yeah, remember it, you. Yeah, <laughs> we that, remember you guys. We that's remember Max, you guys Maxwell Air Force Base? What's Was that? Maxwell or Anderson at the Air Force Base? Yes, yes, yeah, that's okay. correct. Yes. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm on a cell phone, so I got a little bit of feedback. I'm trying to ignore it. Um, I'm actually... <laughs> Tonight and uh, right now, where I'm on drill weekend, so um, again, I'm doing some military. But uh, me and my wife were fortunate enough to hear you guys' uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful um, presentation tonight. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, and uh, 
<laughs> if our kids fell asleep to it too, um, <laughs> just gave them the peace too. So I uh, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just remember when we did come down there, we didn't expect you know too much. We just wanted to come see where Mary appeared, and what we got back was so much more. I remember there was this beautiful little girl who came up and asked us to stay for dinner, then asked us to spend the night. Um, which touched our hearts tremendously. We got to eat dinner with you guys. Um, you guys shared stories. You guys showed us around a tour, um, showing all the production um, that you tried to get the information out of Medjugorje um, with your printing press, with everything you guys do is just focused around it um, and was just very impressive of what you guys could do. Um, but what really touched me the most is not not so much, you know, all the printing stuff that I saw, but that your guys' love that you shared to me and my wife. And um, you guys don't just print the stuff. You guys live it out um, to a T. And um, we got to stay there for the rosary at night. And then uh, a beautiful family took us in, let us sleep in their bed. Um, and then we went down in the morning and were privileged to pray with you guys down where Mary appeared. And, um, it was daylight saving time, pitch pitch dark the next morning. Me and my wife barely could see where we were going. Thank goodness we had uh, a couple to follow down there. But we had a tremendous time. It touched our hearts so so much. We think about it all the time. And we just thank you guys so much for what you guys have done for us and for our family. Um, we pray that we someday can financially afford to go to Medjugorje. Uh, but uh, I know that that might not be God's will, and what? What? I'm just thankful that we can we we got to come down to Birmingham that um, we were where Mary appeared, and we just feel blessed. Well, we but, have a, a lot of people say that they call this Medjabama, <laughs> so uh, we're glad you come down until you can get there. You can come here and get a little piece of Medjugorje. Even Maria, when she was uh, actually the time before last, she was here. She was walking around. She says, you know, she was telling her husband Paulo. She says this is just like Medjugorje was in the beginning days. And uh, yeah. and he he said really and she says yeah so she it's one thing she's fond of the way it is it's real simple you know we live outdoors a lot and and as you talked about going to morning prayer but uh, also our our life you know we want to be sincere in what we live here and and really what's written is only what we transmit uh, what we transmit in writing is is actually what we live so it's it's easy to to put down something you live otherwise it's not convicting so. We uh, we pray for everybody that comes here every day, those who visit in the future, and we ask that you pray for us. Oh, we do. We keep you in your prayers. And a scripture that just comes to mind is Galatians 5, 6, where it says, you know, uh, the only things that will last is faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of this is love. And I just thank you, Caritas, for your thank, love. Thank you, For Matthew. giving all that information out to us. Thank you. And we will become seeing you guys soon, especially. We pray that uh, we get down there, too. Um, and, uh, real soon, real soon. So God bless God you. Bless we look guys. forward to seeing you again. Okay, go ahead and uh, send us line three. This is Irene from Canada. Irene, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Irene. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Is it getting cold there yet? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what was your comment? Um, I was just going to say my sister Maria and I, we were in Caritas in May 1st to the 5th in 2004. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited to be able to hear your production tonight. Uh, when we were there, we remember a talk that Terry gave, um, and he mentioned the worldwide wave and Ave, and we didn't know what it was then, but we were very thrilled to be a part of it this evening. And um, 
we read about the miracle on May the 5th, but listening to it tonight really made us feel like we were there. And thank you so much, and also thank you for Medj.com. Uh, all the details that you write all the time, it's just so wonderful. It makes us feel like we're in Medjugorje. We haven't been there yet, but we're hoping to go soon. And um, I just received the book, Look What Happened, while you were sleeping, and I just got it on Friday, so I haven't started it yet, but I'm hoping tomorrow. And just wanted to say thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you. We're glad you called. We'll be, uh, we're always praying for Canada, so pray for us down thank here, you. too. Thank you. Okay, I think it's Ben from Sacramento. Ben, are you there? Remember, give a dollar a week and we can stop this. <laughs> it's all we need. <laughs> are you there, Ben? Hello, Ben, are you there? Hello? Yes. Hello? Who's this? This, this is Lisa. Oh, oh Lisa. hi, Lisa. Lisa, where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. The phone we, just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. Well, we saw Pat on the line earlier, and and uh, by the time we got to him, he had, he, had, he got disconnected. He gave up the ghost. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. This is Lisa Riley. Pat Riley from Connecticut was the one you heard giving the testimony about about great 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 grandfather. Yes. So what did you think? Oh, it was wonderful. It was it was great hearing all those old friends' names and and hearing them talk, especially Alexander. Boy, that really yeah brought a, brought us hope. Uh, you know, back to being right there in the field, and it just, it was wonderful. Now, you had a gathering at your house tonight? Well, we tried. Oh. We tried. And uh, we weren't as successful as we wanted to be, but we got to listen to the program, and, and we got to just really remember what it was like to be there and how how joyful it was. And I was I had been talking to some friends in the area trying to get them to come over and and everybody had plans everybody had things to do and and just relaying to them what had happened in august just it just flooded with memory so it was it was very good preparation for this evening's program because i was already in that mindset mm-hmm. to to re-experience all the joy that we that we felt on that day um and a lot of the things that were talked about were not necessarily things that I saw or heard or felt or witnessed, but hearing everybody else talk about what they saw brought it all back. And, and as Pat was saying, you don't, you know what you have and you know what you experience in the time that you're going through it, but you don't necessarily see what's going on around you um, in areas that are, you know, outside of your direct influence. Mm-hmm. So you get to, it was very helpful to hear all of that to get some perspective about how immense that and intense that storm was and just how how peaceful everything was. I, I am absolutely terrified of thunder and lightning, and it didn't even occur to me that this was going to be a situation that I was going to be in any kind of um, danger. Yeah. Well, you know, it was just so peaceful. Well, you know, uh, there's one thing with Medjugorje. You see a lot of conversions, but this is um, kind of this individual experience this, this other individual experience that. And one thing that kept spurring me on to continue writing, remember when it rained, and go and bring this to completion, was that we kept hearing from so many people that while when you go to Medjugorje, you have an individual personal conversion. This was something in colleague with everybody else there that experienced the same thing. Of course, they had different perspectives, but it was such a instantaneous at the moment conversion for everybody and the and the and the, the the strangest part was was the joy 
just real tremendous joy everybody experiencing so much happiness yeah exactly happiness and and just wanting to reach out to everybody that's around you and share that joy mm -hmm. um it's not like something you want to keep to yourself it's like it's it's just ready to burst out of you mm -hmm. i um one of the the things that's um always kind of striking to me i know i think it was mentioned in the production but um that this will be a memory that will stay in the hearts forever for those who are present there. And we are always encountering people that were at that apparition. I'm in Medjugorje often uh, working in the mission house there, Caritas Mission House. And I'll have people, you know, walk through the door. And, you know, one of the first things they'll say is, I was there. I was there at that August 5th apparition. And, um, you know, people from halfway across the world, you know, uh, have never met before, don't remember them. But that experience, it's just, it's like you're in the August 5th club, you know. <laughs> they have that, that connection. And um, it's very personal. It's, it's very real. It doesn't uh, diminish through time. And I think that that is the uh, a real testimony to the authenticity of what we experienced. Exactly. And I saw, the, like to add to that, that the grace associated with our ladies' apparitions and, and the events is that uh, it, it's not a club. You don't have to be, you know, the August 5th club. I mean, the people out there can can listen to this, you know, the rest of this week and close your eyes and be there. And that's that's a tremendous thing about it. it. It was one thing to be here, but you can share that experience and really experience, just like so many calls come in tonight, saying that I felt that even though I wasn't there, I was there by listening to this tonight. And it's also uh, the fact that our the sign, the, the storm was the... The reality is that God wants this date known, that God wants this date celebrated, that this is perhaps the beginning of seeing miracles happening on this day of August 5th. Um, we have a booklet that's called August 5th, What Are You Doing for Her Birthday? And um, for anyone that uh, wants to call in, we'd send that to you. Um, it gives a lot of background about Our Lady's birthday. But... Um, we really believe that this is a day that's going to be um, remembered and celebrated and spread and lived in the future. And we'll be hearing a lot more stories about August 5th in, in the future. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I imagine we will. Uh, Pat's here right now. Yeah, um, get Pat on. We, <laughs> I know we got somebody that's been holding on for 30 minutes, so tell Pat to get on. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, guys? Hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, uh, it was a great show. It, it is a great show. Show? And, uh, it's, it's reality. Uh, I just wanted to, to touch base with you real quick and wish mm -hmm. everybody luck and send out love. And it was really uh, amazing listening to all of the testimonies. It really was. Uh, Mary also, she's in the back seat. She's saying, uh, say hello, say hello. So Hi, Mary. Mary. <laughs> so what did you think about the, the bolt of lightning that came out without a crook in it? That one uh, at the crescendo, that that's that's the actual sound of the lightning bolt that you hear at the very end with the that, song. Is that the lightning bolt? That's the exact sound. That's taken from the field. No kidding. No. I, I, that was the, the instant that it kind of came all into focus for me because prior to, the, prior to that, I was uh, uh, hot and miserable and soaking wet, and I and I was frightened. I really was. I, I probably my, I may have been the only person in the field that was afraid, but you know the the weather's been trying to kill me pretty regularly for most of my life, and I I figured that I was going to die in Alabama, and and who needs that, you know? So um, 
it, it, that, when that happened, uh, it, I just forgot everything. It, 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 the weather, I forgot everything, and then I realized what, what was happening, and I kind of stepped outside of my own narrowness and my own selfishness and kind of entered into the moment, or was pulled into the moment, actually. I really didn't do it myself, but it was it was just unbelievable. And hearing everyone else's, uh, hearing everything else that was said tonight, just, you know, like Lisa said, it just puts it into a... Uh, a perspective that I just couldn't have by myself. Mm-hmm. And well, Pat, we're going to play real quick for you the, right before the lightning bolt in the song, and then we're going to go. We got somebody from Brazil and somebody from Malta holding on, and we want to get them before we go off. But uh, we want to uh, make sure we talk to everybody. Okay, thanks, Pat. Here, here, well, you can't listen though, can you? Yeah, right, hold on, hold on, I'm phone. You're here on phone. Right now. All right, Riz. You are listening to a rebroadcast of the Radio Wave premiere. Phones are being answered to give your support to Radio Wave. Call 888-672-WAVE. That's 888-672-9283, toll free. Okay, we've got Ben on the line from Sacramento. I think Ben's been holding for about 30 minutes. Are you there, Ben? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, thanks for waiting, Ben. No problem. I just want to say a big hello to everybody in Medjabama. <laughs> Well, hello back to you. Thank you. I just want to say congratulations on the the wonderful uh, program you put together. What a great way to to launch a radio wave. And uh, I just wanted to let you know we had a gathering. We had about eight families here Uh evening, and uh, I think we tallied nineteen kids. So we got the future generations listening to the broadcast. Is this is this Johnny Rupert's yeah family gathering here? Uh, Johnny Rupert, who's that? <laughs> uh, just kidding, yeah. <laughs> what time you said hello? Uh, <laughs> we sure will. We sure will. But I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I had the opportunity to be be there in the field mm-hmm. on on August 5th, and uh, what what a great job of capturing the event, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as time goes by, you know, things seem to lessen, and it was just a wonderful experience for me to just be able to relive that, and I just want to congratulate you and just, um, you know, what a great tool that I can go out and share with people. I can remember being so excited about the event. I had I had actually just read uh, Mary's birth in the poem of the man God, um, you know, a couple weeks before that, before August 5th happened. Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, it was just a profound experience. And then, and then I, I came back and I was involved in this young adult group and I was trying to share what had happened and everybody was kind of looking at me sideways. So, um, you know, now I have a, have a tool I can use to kind of share with everybody the experience that went on. Well, that's really what was made for. And, um, so we appreciate you calling and give everybody a big hug from all of us. Okay, we've got Ron on the line from Grass Valley, California. Ron, are you there? Ron, are you there? Can you hear us? I'm here. Hey, hey, hey Ron, how are you? Hey, We're doing wonderful. We're also having a, a beautiful celebration for Our Lady today. Wonderful. Yeah, we got all the grandkids. So, yeah, it's been pretty noisy and holy, and uh, <laughs> the rosary was bouncing up and down, but the Marian rosary was beautiful, and and uh, so, anyways, everyone from Grass Valley is, says hello. And mm-hmm. Many of us went to confession today. It's a, beautiful. A, a beautiful thing to hear that so many children are taking part in this because uh, the future is the children. And um, it's up to the adults to pass on what our lady's doing for the future generations. So it's really awesome to see that families and children gathered around. It's wonderful. It's a little tiring, like Father Bob <laughs> says, tough graces. <laughs> But anyways, I also wanted to thank Annie for sending me a first aid kit to get to make sure that I was able to uh, <laughs> to do the radio wave. So thank you very much, and uh, God bless you guys for everything. Well, thanks, and give Marianne a big hug, too, from us, and uh, God bless him. We just had a nice, sunny California birthday party for Our Lady, <laughs> even in August 5th, you know, it was just nice and sunny, so... Oh. But we have we also have the blessings of Our Lady. So uh, again, thank you for all your hard work. And thanks, Love Ron. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. The miracle of Remember When It Rains CD is available free for all those who will help fund Radio Wave to keep it broadcasting. Call now this evening, toll-free, 1-888-672-WAVE to make a donation and receive a free copy of Remember When It Rained. Call 888-672-WAVE. We are answering phones throughout the rebroadcast. Again, call 888-672-WAVE. That is 888-672-9283 for your free copy. Okay, go ahead and send us... uh Debbie from uh, Covington, Louisiana. Debbie, are you there? Are, are you, are you there? Can you hear us, Debbie? Not yet. Hello, are you there? Yes. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How are you well, tonight? <laughs> you have a comment? Uh, yes, I just wanted to express our love and gratitude for the beautiful program tonight and for your beautiful celebration of Our Lady's birthday. I was there. With my daughter Chantel, who was about 15 at the time, and her young friend. And it was just an incredible experience. And when the storms started, 
at first I was terrified. I thought God was angry at us or something, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this would be a beautiful place to die if we have to die. <laughs> but I thought, what would I tell my husband if something happened to Chantel or my friend's mom? What would I tell them? And then I realized, oh, everything is beautiful and it's peaceful. And I saw Joan, and she was still holding on to the microphone, and she was okay. So I knew everything was going to be okay. <laughs> and the... What the most beautiful part was is the experiences that followed afterwards, the joy that night, but then the difficulties that followed later. We had to go through Hurricane Katrina and evacuate for that and evacuate for Rita. And in between that time, my mom passed away. And my mom was the person that introduced me to Caritas mm-hmm. in originally. So it was like a full circle. Yes. And a, and a lady just gave us the blessings yeah. to go through that and the grace and strength. Well, thank you for calling. We are going to have to... Out of time right Yeah, now. we're out of time, so... <laughs> so... God bless. Thank you, Debbie. God bless you. We uh, want to thank you for joining us tonight this first time. We pray. We ask you to pray for us that we can, um, you know, continue. We really ask you from our heart to help fund this. We can't move and take the steps we do unless you do that. We want to really thank and, and wish Our Lady a... a honor on the church's recognition of our birthday and that we will see we believe because she we believe in her apparitions that she's transferring this to august the 5th and the great joy that that's going to bring to the world and we do believe i personally believe it'll be something like christmas in the future so we'd like to say good night to you tonight we're going to be broadcasting again september 25th we don't know exactly the time but we'll be telling you about that and when that happens uh we anticipate you know a, a more people knowing about this, more people tuning into us. And uh, keep this in prayer. Keep every day in prayer about meds.com, but also the mission of Caritas is printing our work, our community, all we do. And we'll keep you in our hearts and close to you. Good night. We love you, and we ask that you remember Our Lady's intentions.